I'm just trying to think of what I can do. Oh, anyway. Hello, welcome to Attach Pass. My name is Ben. Um, I am joined uh, by not Beth today. I'm joined by Sam. How's it going? Hello. Uh, I'm, I'm not Beth. You indeed are not, Beth. Um, yeah, we, uh, we I, I followed through on what I said last week. Um, I did get rid of Beth. Yeah. And I've replaced her, upgraded her, enhanced um, less hair, but more personality. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> She's not even here. She'll be listening <laughs> sat on a beach somewhere, and I'll just get a text message that'll say, "Why did you do this to me?" Yeah, we'll both be in trouble. Yeah. Well, no, it'll be. Yeah, it'll be both yeah. of us. She'll come back next week for for Pokemon and just be like, "You two." outside now and we'll just get yeah she might be small but she's very very mighty anyway i'm joined by sam this week he's stepping in for beth because she is off on um adventures adventures for work yeah what's that i don't know no i know what work is i just she's claiming work i reckon it's a holiday really um it's definitely no pokemon involved though which is unfortunate um so yeah you've you've very kindly stepped in for us sam uh which is great thank you very much for coming down and um you uh before we start, I guess um you won our giveaway, which was weird. Yeah, um, I was saying that you know uh we'll get on to it, but I'd had uh, some some bad luck and some good luck this week, I guess. Very very weird. Uh, how how now people will be like, oh my god, he's rigged. Not only does he win it, he's now on the podcast. No, Sam's just actually a close friend. Um, when it comes to Pokemon, you test with us as well. Um, yeah. And we come up with stupid ideas. Well, I say we. You come up with stupid ideas. And then I inflict them on you. <laughs> yep. And then we see how we deal with it. And then I make bad deck list choices because of silly decks that I've had to play against. Hey, I mean, I played a lot of Sablesard into you and you played a lot of Sablesard at Liverpool. Um, yeah. And it that, worked out. It yeah. actually worked out pretty well, except the final round, which I nearly made day two. But we'll, we'll go back close. and watch episode t- one or t- two. No, episode one. Go back and watch episode one of the podcast to hear about my tales at Liverpool. Uh, you yourself went to Liverpool, didn't you? I did. How'd we get on? Uh, I was uh, very, very middle of the road with three wins, three losses, three draws. I think I wow. finished. I think I finished almost or very close to the middle of the pool as well. It's like seven hundred and sixty something out of like fifteen hundred. So that's not too bad. I, I very much managed mid table. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is a mid table podcast or mid tier podcast by mid tier players. So you know, <laughs> I, I fit right in. <laughs> you, you are in the middle of the podcast, Sam. <laughs> in fact, move all this stuff out. Yeah, get like, you sat sit there. in the middle. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I mean, did you enjoy Liverpool? Yes, yeah. Um, Even going three through three, was that not yeah, a dampener? So, was it a buff? Did you not care? I mean, it was my first regional, or you mm-hmm. know, uh, haven't been to an, uh, an international or any big Pokemon events. It was nice to, to get to play and sort of see how that all goes. And a couple of my rounds, I probably could have won. And a couple of my rounds, including one of my my draws, was a literal last or top deck on last turn of turns, which <sighs> I'm, I feel sorry for the person I played against. Uh, but hey, that's that's how. But know, you also that's how it goes. Yeah, it's a card game. Like <laughs> exactly. you, you absolutely top deck that boss to win game or that one energy or whatever that you need. It was a top deck of Roaring Moon into Mew. They judged me oh, no. into everything else. <laughs> I just didn't have an attack or to get it yet. Yep, there we go. <laughs> so, so you had like what Dark Energy, Mirage Gate, and a Switch or something. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then it's like, that. Oh, no, I just need a Moon. There's no Nest Ball. <laughs> oh wait, it's here. <laughs> Bang, <laughs> death. Yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> It was quite a short game. So I think I still had like 20-something cards left in deck. Like, it really wasn't very, like... <laughs> it wasn't like I had like two cards left in deck. Wow. It was 50-50. It was like... You literally had like a 1 in 20 or 1 in 30 chance, maybe, to be able to pull off this top deck. And you only run a one-off in that deck, didn't you? Uh, I ran two. Oh, you ran two end. in that. Oh, it's a, you were okay. Too, one of them was in the lost zone, though. 
Oh. <laughs> well, I get. I guess right. So we've completely deviated from the plan already. Yeah. Um, but you know what? That's the great thing about the podcast. Uh, out the window. Uh, no. Um, uh, yeah. Deck 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 building with Sam. Right. It's my favorite thing to do. Only because you come up with some weird, wacky things, but also you put a lot of logic into stuff. So like we're putting the second moon in. It means you can lost zone one early, and people expect it to be gone. Yeah, they don't expect it again. And then all of a sudden you can be like, they, they play, you know, a bit looser, like more aggressive or whatever, and put themselves in a space a space where only Roaring Moon would be able to to win here. Yeah. And then you go, oh, cool, yeah, Moon dead, and you're like, what? Cause yeah, I think we did it in testing a couple of times. I didn't know that you were playing two, and you played the one, and I was like, oh, okay, cool, I've got rid of that now. And then you're just like, kabam, here's another one. I'm like, oh, I lose. Great. Or, or the sort of back-to-back turns of you've just not won out and you super rod like some energy back and like, okay, uh, and... And here's the other one. one. Yeah, yeah, and here we go. And you claw it back. Oh, no. Ugh. PTSD from some nights, honestly. <laughs> was playing games against each other. So, unfortunately, none of the, the matches that Liverpool went as well as some of our testing. Some of those testing rounds were short. Very. the deck ran <laughs> pristinely. Yeah, like if there was a min-max opportunity for that deck to run, it seemed to run it in our testing nearly all the time. Well, it felt like all the time from my perspective. It was like, I just I just can't get away from this. You've always got the Zard. You've always got the, the, the Roaring Moon whenever you need it. And I was just like, oh, okay, well, I guess this is me. Lost this game. Yay. <laughs> I mean, all the, I mean, when I did the, I had some incredible luck in testing when we did the couple of tests when I was playing Maraiden. Yes. And I think I hit all double energies off of the generators. Yep. Yeah, no, this is this is why I don't play Mariah, because yeah. this would never pan out. Because <laughs> when you're in an actual tournament and playing against actual people, it's just like, no, these are not yours. They are my energy. It's silly deck. <laughs> yeah, I think when I, I last tested Mariah, then I think I hit one energy off of four. Oof. It's just like, yeah, do you know what? <laughs> Put this deck away. Yeah. Just you can have the, this back. <laughs> just open the bin and then just slide it off the table into the bin and just be like, oh, see you later. <laughs> Yeah, okay, fair play. Um, well, we've deviated massively. I had a whole plan for this episode, and I think it's already going to go out the window, which is absolutely fine. Um, so for those of you that are still with us after that massive little tangent, uh, we're going to start with um, a, a quick look at Japan. Uh, actually, do you know what? We'll, well, I'm going to add a bit in here. I haven't prepped you for this, and I'm so sorry. Panic. We're going to talk about you for a little bit. Because Uh-oh. I realised you're, you're new to the podcast. I know who you are. I know what's happened. The people that are listening don't. So we'll do a quick synopsis of who you are, how you got into Pokemon, that sort of thing. Then we're going to talk about Japan um, and the Champions League tournament that was over there, which was won by a big bird. Um, and it's back and it's scary and I don't like it. Um, Not a fan. <laughs> we'll talk about that later on. You've brought something to the table for Hear Me Out. Whether it's good or bad or ugly, we don't know yet. But we'll well, see. I've got I've got a couple of things because I think there's two that will be really quick. So I've, I've got two ideas that I think you'll just go, "Yep, agree," and, and one that you'll look at me and walk off, and then that'll be the end of the podcast. <laughs> two that you just like hard yeses, and one that will just crumble me to death. Yeah, okay, we'll we'll go through that, um, and then also I thought we might be able to round off this episode with quick looks at. Um, I've got myself an EUIC ticket. If you get yourself a ticket in the last minute, for if, example, like, if if they open up more. Um, then we'll talk about what you might want to take. If you're cool with that? Yeah. Sounds great. All right, so then we'll start off with yourself, Sam. How on earth did you get into this wonderful world and amazing game of Pokemon? Where did it start? Um, I got into Pokemon as a friend uh, who you know well, uh, was uh, playing the game, uh, or got into the game himself about 
this time last year, I think. Wow, so it's really not very long. And then, yeah, was sort of, you know, saying, uh, did I want to come along and play some games and you know, show me the game? And it seemed fun. Um, many, many years ago, I uh, I used to play uh, Magic the Gathering. I played that on and off and sort of uh, played various online versions of the game. And um, lots of love for that game. However, one thing I will say, if you're not sort of familiar with Magic the Gathering, is mm-hmm. it's not the cheapest game <laughs> In the world, uh, we'll yep. say that um, yep. the the secondary market for uh, buying stuff, you know, uh, you can you can happily spend a couple of hundred pounds on a deck, whereas mm-hmm. you could pretty much buy a big chunk of the meta in Pokemon for yep. the same price. Uh, yeah. I I have a number of decks where the sleeves cost. We're comparing <laughs> to the contents of the deck. Yeah, well, I mean that's what that's one of the things I love about Pokemon, right? Yeah. Like, um, it's the same with like I've just started getting into Digimon too. I know this isn't a Digimon podcast. I'm not going to go into it. I'm just going to say I'm comparing it as it's a cheap card game to get into. Like, you could build Charizard in Pokemon for forty-five pounds. Yeah. Like all in, and the most expensive bit of that is the three Charizards, and they cost you fifteen of that forty-five. Um, whereas you look at Magic, we took a. We, we we were pricing up a trade in in store and one commander deck was like 700 quid yeah and it's it's just like oh and it's like it's not even like it's a good deck but it's not even the good deck like no, it's not some like cedh stuff no and uh i mean in the same way that uh for people who aren't aware for magic pokemon has the standard format and yep. then has extended format magic has a number of other formats and some of those formats are you know as as old as extended would be for pokemon <laughs> as old as time itself <laughs> i mean pretty, pretty much in the case of legacy yeah. right that's, well. that's old um but some of those <laughs> you know the 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 cost of modern decks and legacy decks starts to get crazy yeah. and it's understandable some of that stuff's been out of print for 15 20 30 years keep going yeah, depend, <laughs> yeah, yeah. depending on what format you're playing yeah and, of course you know in the case of certain cards they made like a few thousand of them 30 years ago and good luck but yeah um you know, when that's like a yeah, you need this for your deck. It does cause problems. Whereas a Pokemon, uh, you know, the format's nice, standards in a good, really good state, and oh, very was good. Um, in a, it was in a good state last year. Uh, I think there were some a couple of bits where you know, the kind of it kind of ground itself down to just three decks at the tail end of last year. Yeah. At the moment, there's a silly number of decks that are nine to eleven or something stupid. I mean, when we were looking at testing, I think it was, was it 16 that we came up with? That, like, if somebody played it against you, yeah. you, you wouldn't be surprised. You wouldn't expect it to win the event. Um, but you but, wouldn't, yeah. But, like, you, you kind of wanted to know what your game plan was against um, Cloth Electrode. Yeah. And, and um, you know, uh, if, you're, if you've got that many decks to, to play against, it is nice. Um, there are some problems, I think, with that where it kind of becomes impossible to tech for anything and everything. And so sometimes you can kind of end up with, how did this deck do so well? Because nobody <laughs> took the chance to tech for it. Yeah, um, of course. Or it, it just didn't hit everything that did tech for it. Yeah, for example. Yeah. Um, I mean, the um, was it the Gdansk regional where the person who won it played Snorlax, and I think mm-hmm. on day two he played. It was, it was like three or four, or there's like a good number of Charizards that they played on day two, and at the time Charizards weren't really many switching options. So, oh, it was, it was a free win for Snorlax. Yeah, it was just it was yeah. just a free win for that deck at that point. Yeah. Um, you know. Um, and so lucky runs like that uh, definitely do improve your odds of winning the event. You know, you've still got to be an incredible player to win it. I'm not trying to say, you know, just pure luck and anything like that. But <laughs> no, you do you do have to be good. But but um, the, there is definitely an element of luck to winning an yeah. event. Like like you could be the best player in the world, but if you hit every bad matchup that you could possibly ever have, then 
you're well, just not going to win it. Yeah, and uh, you know, if you if you just have bad draws or you just have really bad, uh, you know, starting hands and yeah. that kind of thing, sometimes you can just miss tempo and luck isn't paramount to winning an event. I I, I will caveat this whole yeah. sentence I'm about to say with that. Like, you don't have like it's not just oh you're lucky that's why you won, but there is an element to it. That's why we play the game. You know, yeah. randomized decks. We try and build a deck so that we can find that perfect set of cards that perfect amalgamation of how they work together um, and try and reduce that randomness as much as possible however it still exists and you have to be lucky to not just draw mana fee six energy in your opening hand Mm. like unlikely but still lucky it's good that that has happened yeah and i think well i think that makes for some interesting deck building and trying to say you know what do you put in in terms of consistency options what do you put in in terms of options for dealing with uh whatever your opponent's doing yeah what are your uh, like recovery and options in that regard and all of those things do make for some interesting balance um, in deck building certainly and yeah. having those uh, sort of interesting one-offs and tech cards as well as like exactly how many you know search cards do you run exactly how much you know energy search do you run yeah. or whatever am I, am I running energy search yeah. yourself like is it worth it no no it's not just draw into it it's fine <laughs> yeah but with that you know how how am I drawing into it or you know yeah, am I just course. you know um or am I accelerating it straight to my hand in the case of Chen Pao, or straight to the board in the case of Charizard? And it's yep. just like, yeah, I just run like six and that'll be fine. Yeah. Just hope you don't prize six energy and go for the search and go, ah. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully you've nest ball before that, though, to be able to go, ah, okay, I'm going to lose this game. Scoop, go next. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I really like that in the meta at the moment in terms of like, you know, there is so many different ways to build decks. And we've even seen, okay, sure, we were talking about having like 16 decks or whatever that were. That were big hitters or potential things that we might face at Liverpool or, or, or regionals like that. Um, but one of the things I like is the different sort of tweaks and changes everybody's doing. Like you always have this, but for some reason I think it's more noticeable at the moment because there's more players. So we have more decks with one or two cards different here, or some people even pivot an entire like supporting Pokemon lines away to be able to put something else in. You know, like we saw the evolution of like Goldengo, for example. It wasn't running Palkia. Now it is incredible with running Palkia because you have access to the one thing the Goldengo was really struggling, which was super early game pressure in the Greninja and things like, you know, there's all that sort of stuff there that we see these sort of slight changes here and there that people do to certain decks that we like, oh, this is solved or this is where it stops and that sort of stuff. And then all of a sudden something new comes in. Um, Somebody has had a fever dream that, oh, take that one energy out and just hear me out. Add a worker, or, or you, you yeah. know so, something like that, and then all of a sudden it changes the the stats and the math so much that it makes it worth it. And I, I really like that. I think that's a really yeah. relatively healthy place for the meta to be in. Um, and I'm a little bit scared about rotation, to be fair, um, on how we're going to do. But I guess yeah, we'll, we'll get onto we'll get onto that. So, so you started about a year ago. Yeah. Um, you've come with us to Liverpool. You come nearly every week as much as you can um to to play here locally with us at sanctuary gaming center in nashville to come along it's on a wednesday starts at 6 30 it's six pound to enter you get a booster pack it's great tio's a bit of an idiot but we'll go with that i'll um, probably be there yeah sam will probably be there uh, beth will almost certainly be there except if you come this week she won't be here um but yeah so y- you're enjoying it clearly yeah massively um has it become part of your life that you think won't go away until they massively mess up the meta now or is it like have you made friends through it that you you would consider like are real for it you know i mean like real like you have hobby friends right like you have people that you will only do a hobby with 
but then there are people that I would go out for a beer with, or you know, and they're and they're a different kind of friend. And that sounds really weird to say. Yeah, no, I, I get I get what you're saying, and yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, myself and Beth in that. Yeah. <laughs> um, go for a beer after this if you want. <laughs> go on. Sorry, an apple juice, kids. An <laughs> yeah, apple, an apple juice. juice. <laughs> um. Yeah, definitely, and uh, you know, a number of sort of in that same vein, sort of. Uh, hobby friends in that same way and yep. um you know uh really uh welcoming community i will say for, for pokemon which has been fantastic and yeah definitely yep. plan on sticking around at least for a while amazing you know, assuming they don't you know completely ruin the meta or something but i can't <laughs> at least at the moment uh, i can't see that being an issue even with rotation right even with, with rotation there's, yeah. a, there's a couple of things that's kind of strike strike me that could be uh Interesting. Yeah. One of them is on the wall over there, and you know, could it not? <laughs> you can't see it on the the my view, but you can see it if we if we. No, you can't. You can't even see it. No, Do you know, what? I'm just gonna, just I'm just gonna, gonna take it off, just, and then uh, yeah. I'm just gonna sit here with it. Yeah. It uh, <laughs> I was so happy it had gone away. <laughs> I was too. Um, I guess this is a good segue uh, into the. The Japan Champions League. <laughs> it doesn't even want to be off the wall. Why have I touched it? What have I done? Anyway. Um, how, how was it on the wall? Because the hook's upside down too. Yeah, the one at the top keeps it on and the one at the bottom's... Oh, okay. It's that way. Magic. Yeah. Magic. Uh, uh, yes, yeah, so the Champions League... I'm just going to sit and hold this now. The Champions League over in um, uh, Japan, we saw 2,655 players. That's massive. That's huge. Like post rotation, remember Japan, uh, Japan, Japan are on a different rotation here to here over in the west. They had yep the west. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, just, <laughs> just double check. Uh, this thing's putting me off slightly. You can, um, you can put it down. No, it has to stay here, Sam. Look, okay. The people must know that Lugia is back. Yeah. Um, and we're saying this because it 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 won. Like, did win. I'm not gonna. Let's not mess about with it. It just won, and it it it's been re- it was really convincing in a lot of the rounds that were shown in, and yep. it's been doing very very well at Japanese locals. Now it does acquire some new tech. Um, I, don't, I don't know if you want to to do the magic and yeah. Well, I mean, I'll we'll... make some editing work for you since I'm on. <laughs> put, put it on the screen. <laughs> do it, boy. Monkey thing, <laughs> monkey dance. Um, so it'll be on my right hand side here. But um, one of the biggest parts. In fact, let's just let's just run through the list first mm. for the winner. We usually go second, then first. Let's do first, then second this time, only because this is a really big talking point. Um, the- Lugia was in the meta for those of you that aren't aware. Uh, what eight months ago? Yeah, um, and, and was... dominating. Like, I think that was scary. Yeah, the last meta was kind of Lugia. Mew was present, but Lugia was dominating. Yeah, and there were lost box decks floating about, including Tina. Yep. But they were also kind of present. Lugia was, what, 40-ish, 40-plus percent at yep. various tournaments, which is not Scary. the healthiest and kind of the opposite of what we've got at the minute where, yeah. you know, they're kind of getting onto, you know, hey, we've got this many decks and, by the way, we're, we're going to put a page two up because there's not really that many less people playing them. Of course. I mean, to be fair, the thing that sort of, I guess, stopped Lugia from being Lugia was Maridon, right? Like when yeah. that when that first came in and, and Scarlet and Violet the base set came out and people started to solve the Maridon deck, that sort of put a massive spanner in its works only because it's weak to lightning. And with Maridon being so consistent at getting that turn one attack off, if you've got a V stranded in the active, 
So free two prizes for them. And then you've got to make sure you've got two Lugia V set up so you can V-star to at least one of them if one of them gets knocked out. So you can get the Archeops out, blah, 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 blah. There's a lot of like different ways that, you know, the Maridon just undid what Lugia was trying to do. Um, you know, it was almost starving itself by only ever setting up one Lugia V hoping it's on the bench and hoping nobody hits it yeah. um and, and and now we just sort of see it come back mostly because of one particular card let's not like like realistically it's one card isn't it well i think it's one and a couple of things that are missing because of rotation mm-hmm. um certainly you know while trying to knock it out was the the good option uh you know put a path down was was yeah. another one and path has been a fantastic card uh, i think in many ways for the metro i don't think there's it's if you're playing something that gets affected by path it is annoying when it comes down just like yeah no yeah but uh i think it is certainly quite a an interesting card for limiting some of those uh big uh you know two prize three prize decks and sort of keeping them in check and i think it's been a fairly healthy card uh to have and it disappearing and just rotating is uh it's a bit weird yeah, but we are going to see something with future that Future Box gets next set. So not Temporal Forces, but Twilight Masquerade. Yeah, which is the one afterwards, um, in the form of the Iron Thorns EX that has the ability of no future Pokemon in play whilst it's in the active. No future Pokemon in play have an ability. No non-future Pokemon non-future, in play. Yeah, which is kind of like Pseudopath. Yeah, it's just it's ish <laughs> Pseudopath, but it's not for the mirror. Correct, but. I don't know how much you really that will really matter. It'll be and interesting. It's to got see. to be in the active, so it may or may not matter. Yep. Um It'll be an interesting one. Um, it may or may not achieve its goals. A, a bit like at the moment, Spiritomb kind of works and kind of doesn't quite yep. do enough. It's close, but not quite there. Um, yeah. I think that's the big thing with Lugia is Lugia only actually needs to get the ability off once, and then really you need to target the ability of the Archeops, which is a lot harder to prevent yeah so let's have a look through this deck then yeah um so we are looking at our winner um daisuke kubo i probably butchered it and i'm sorry but i tried and that's what counts insert metal graphic here why did i just make myself edit that in uh, no, so, I, I don't have to make the work for you this is great i'm just doing it myself <laughs> at this point so lugia um i'm actually buying all the Lugia's up. <laughs> Not because of this tournament result. I was already doing it before this. Uh-huh, just yeah. as a side note. But, but I really want to play it. Yeah. Um, and this kind of helped me solidify that it's there. And it's cool. And it's exciting. Uh, so in the Pokemon slot, we got four Lugia V, three V-Star. To make which... sure consistency to hit that V, which is nice. And as you say, you only need, really need one V-Star. Um, if you get a second one, it's nice. It's mildly tanky at 280 HP. And it kind of hits okay at 220. Yeah. Well, 220's Less so going forward, but uh, for Vs was kind of the the magic number for yep. ba- a lot of basic Vs. Two twenty, you'd be good. Yep. There's a couple of EXs. There's a couple of EXs coming that have a bit more HP. They're sort of definitely pushing that amount. Yep. Yeah. There's one one sat down there. <laughs> you guys can't see it probably, but there's a cheeky little raging bolt sat here. Well, uh, it's a proxy. Don't worry. <laughs> I haven't managed to like get product and open loads already. Um, I wish. I wish. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we've got we've got those, those V stars two twenty. It's nice. I think Chen Pao is probably the the biggest sufferer of that. But realistically, you want to be hitting with the one prize Pokemon that we're going to go to now. Uh, well, you need four Archeops in this deck as two. Yeah. Um, Again, that's consistency, and you've got to get. Yep. 
ideally two in the bin. This is an acceleration engine. Um, so the the V Star says summoning star. You use it. Um, you get two colorless Pokemon that don't have rule box from the bin and put them on the bench. Which uh, importantly huge. is uh, any evolution. Yes. So the, the Archeops that you go for are stage twos. Yep. But um, could be as long as it's colorless. That doesn't have rule box. You're, you're good to go. Yep. Um, which you know allows you to skip all that nasty evolving. Yeah, it does. Although I have seen people drop the Luyas entirely and just run fossils and candies. <laughs> I have, <laughs> I have tested. Have with you? That. Yeah. Bad. Uh, it didn't quite work. Yeah. Um, close but not there. Yeah. Um, Seb and I, the the friend that got yep. me into the game, um, uh, were we we sort of did some testing with that, and I've done some testing on my own. It's it's surprisingly close. Uh, it plays a bit in some ways, like um. Trying to get the Batscalibur going mm-hmm. in Chen Pao. Problem is that you're trying to get two of them going, or maybe even three of them, so that one doesn't get knocked out. And it's just kind of, it's awkward, particularly because it comes from that fossil starting point. Of course, there. yeah, yeah. If it was a stage one coming from the Archon Archer, if it was a sorry. stage one, it would be insane. <laughs> be dumb. <laughs> be big problems. Maybe it only does one special energy if it's a stage I, one. That's kind of okay. I don't even know because it's. You'd have to have from, four on the bench to be able to do the same thing that two do now. Yeah, but the fact it's from deck to play yeah, is... And, and that's kind of where its strength lies, is that um, you don't really need a draw engine at all. You just need enough draw to set up attackers. Yep. And then, in many ways, you only really want like a couple of cards in hand. Because if you've got a 10-card hand, you've probably got energy sat in your hand and you can do turn attach and then you kind of go, I can't do anything with the rest of these. Yeah, of course. So Lugia does have the sort of... Weird, I don't want to draw my deck, but I kind of do. I want to draw enough, <laughs> but not too much. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, four of those Archeops in there. And then probably one of my favorite additions, three Minchino and three Shinsino <laughs> from um, what will be Temporal Forces. Yeah. And they are... Yeah. yeah. Well, Minchino has call for family, so in a pinch, we're okay. Like, we can pull out, I don't know, the Lugia Vs or even more Minchinos or the two Snorlax that are also in here, the ones with the thumping snore, the 180 damage ones. Yeah. Um, or the Lumin, not that we want the Luminion on the bench, but <laughs> call for family is in there on the Minchino, which is really, really nice. It is probably one of my favorite um, sort of attacks on a basic that you don't really want to necessarily be using, but if you end up, I don't really know what the category for that would be. Uh, a nice short attacks on a basic that you could use but don't really want to. I think it's it, it it's more of a thanks for that attack. Yeah. Like that's, it's that's a, a better. It's a thanks for that. It's a useful. Didn't really want to do it. <laughs> Cheers. <Yeah. laughs> it's like it's it's like when you were, no I'm like no no I can't say that anyway the Shinshino. Um, the reason this thing is so uh, good at the moment uh, with Lugia is obviously the Archeops can. Uh, you use the Lugia to get the Archeops, the Archeops to accelerate energy onto the Sinsino, which has a two colorless attack that says this attack does 70 more damage for each special energy card attached to this Pokemon. Is it 70 more? No, 70 times. Times 70 times. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, Sorry. wait, it has a base? <laughs> no, it's 70 times. Yeah. So even with the DTE, it's still hitting for 120. Yeah. Which is just is crazy. And you can accelerate four cards a turn to it. With an arc, with that two two arc, uh, two archeops on the bench, yeah, um, and a turn attach, and it's colourless, so any special energy you want, which is mental, yeah, like it's it, it's just crazy. Speaking of special energy, this deck runs seventeen of them. What well, makes makes sense? You don't really have much need for 
anything but. No, but 17 specials is crazy. It's got four DTEs. Which makes sense. Four jets. Which makes sense. It's a very good switching option. Yep. Moving stuff around. Four gift. Which makes sense. That's That's your draw. draw. Yeah. Three mist, which is the new one. Mist is a really um, fascinating energy. Uh, the well, obviously we're talking about here. The the um, prevention of effects of attacks uh, is interesting for preventing devolution and a couple of other bits and pieces. Sableye, like Sableye, and Roaring Moon. Yep. Um, Tina's Star Requiem yeah, as well. I say Star Star Requiem in the same vein. Yeah. Um, so we could see that going into uh, a lot of the sort of decks that we're more familiar with, like. Um, Guard of War might put one or two in just to sort of put on the Guard of War and be like, okay, you just can't like knock it out by the same yep. same ways. Uh, it does also prevent TM devolution. Yep. So same thing for Guard of War and also for Charizard, just to say, you know, I don't need this to attack with, but you can't set up that yeah, devo play. It's there to keep me safe. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's interesting. Um, so yeah, three Mist Energy, one Therapeutic, and then one V-Guard. The V-Guard's interesting. Um because you attach it to the Lugia itself, for example, and all of a sudden it's three ten HP into other Vs. Yes, yeah, uh, which is so big. It's huge, uh, particularly into Tina. Tina just can't one shot it without Star Requiem in it. And then, and even then, if you manage to put a Mist Energy on it, you can't one shot a Lugia as a Tina anymore. Yeah, if you've got Mist and then the V Guard. Yeah, it's too big. It's kind of crazy, right? Like, because Star Requiem just doesn't work because it's an effect of an attack. And V-Guard goes, ah, I take 30 less damage. Get wrecked, kid. Yeah. <laughs> Unless um, they have a choice spot on it. Yeah, which I don't know if that's worth... I mean, it may be worth putting back in. <laughs> I don't think it's, it is. For a one-off V-Guard, yeah, maybe not. It, it just depends how much Lugia we end up with again. Um, <sighs> it's... Yeah. <laughs> My boy. <laughs> it might be back. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> well, it just won nearly a 3,000-player event, so I'm going to call it back. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cope a bit and say... <laughs> <laughs> it's Japan. It's best one. All right, everybody. Please no. Get your uh, get your Maridons out. Let's go. <laughs> well, on the subject of Maridon, as uh, getting getting rid of the yeah, it's not just lost the path as its blocker, has mm -hmm. it? It's it's lost Flaffy. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll, we'll let, let's finish the rest of this list. <laughs> let's, no, let's get distracted. Let's cry about second place, <laughs> uh, which is really cool as well. Um, and then and then we'll we'll talk about. We'll talk about that. Uh, anyway, so the trainers in this, uh, just real quick, three Iono for disruption, two research to get that early draw on if needed, two bosses orders, two Serena, which is quite nice to be able to discard those Archeops and things like that early because we lost Professor Burnett with rotation. Yeah. So you don't have that ability to just rip them out of the deck and go from there. And One, it's a pseudo boss as well, isn't it? But for Vs only. For Vs only, yep, which, which is nice. You know, if people are still running Tina... Um, and I think, unfortunately, it might not be uh, hanging around for long with a lot of the Lost Zone engine. I don't know. They, yeah. they, they, they seem to be having some problems. Um, the Lost Zone does, but Arctina still is kind of still okay. kicking around. Um, yeah. um, the one of Jack, which makes sense. Just for, to get those Archeops out of the thing, so you can Ultra Ball them away. It runs four well, of it, them. It does also fetch your V-Stars, right? Because it's any evolution, yep. isn't it? And, and then the it Chitinos. also fetches your Chitinos. Yeah, so you kind of have lots of utilization for that which is kind of cool four capturing aroma standard in pretty much every lugia list ever two great ball which which, which is kind of crazy right yeah double great ball what it's, it's so weird to think but yeah we're gonna have nest ultra great pokeball 
Master Ball. Ma- yeah. Of which it I mean, is in this deck. I think from I yeah I I I'm not 100 percent on Master Ball as well, your. Before we get there, it's got two collapse stadiums in it. There you go. Trainer's done. I'm done. You're done. You can sit down here for a minute. <laughs> That's the list. Kind of crazy. Master Ball. Go. Uh, <laughs> I think Lugia might be the list that it makes the most sense in. But there are obviously, um, if you've not seen uh, any of the new uh, A spec cards, you're allowed one of them, uh, and uh, in the same way that you're, you know, allowed one Radiant. Yep. Um, which, on a side note. To get distracted before I even start. <laughs> there we go. I might just call this episode "Tangential Tangents." Yeah. Can we, <laughs> how big of a tangent can we get off? And how long? How much more can we tangent off in the next twenty-five minutes or so? Can, can we get on a sufficiently big enough tangent? We end up back at Lukia. Okay. Master Ball, <laughs> go start. And all, all I was going to say was that the um, the presence of Radiant and A Spec. Yep. And it's just another like, it's it's not bad, but it is slightly confusing. Just I mean, to, it's like it feels like there's a lot of crossover there. Yeah, like, I mean, if it's it, not the end of the world. It, there is a distinction between the two. But if we look at, the, we we were talking about this yesterday actually. Um, if we look at or Saturday or whenever it was, um, we were we were looking at with the introduction of A specs, Ancients and Futures. We've got Ancient Pokemon, Future Pokemon, A specs, Radiance, V's, V Stars, some V Maxes in Reggie Lecky. Yeah, they'll still be around. Um. EXs, Terra-type EXs, which are a different kind of EX, but still an EX. Yeah. Um, all in rotation at the same time. That's nine different kinds of Pokemon um, that have some level of interaction specific to that kind of Pokemon, uh, which is quite interesting to see. And the Terra-type's so easy to miss. Yeah, the amount of people that da- like lose a, a Charizard on the bench to a Greninja is like, unbelievable. Yeah. It's like, no, 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 Charizard doesn't take the damage. They're like, what? It can't be bench sniped. What do you yeah. mean it can't be bench sniped? Well, it's I've a permanent seen. manaphy for itself. Yeah. <laughs> or like try and set up a Kyoga. Like you can try. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. The terror typing is really cool. Um, for for those who are interested, the terror typing is as long as this Pokemon is on your bench, prevent all damage done to this Pokemon by by attacks, both yours and your opponents. Which is interesting, because a lot of people probably don't see the yours bit. So mm. I wonder if there's some kind of play in there. I might have to do some digging. Do some I mean, finding out. The big one at the minute uh, would would be probably the is it twenty damage from Drapion back to your own bench, but that's that that's not a problem we have for yeah, long. That, yeah, the Dragonite. Dragonite. Dragonite does twenty as well. Yeah. Drapion, is Drapion twenty to one of one of yours? Isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Um, what else? I don't think. Else. I think that's the, they're the that's big two. Pretty much it. Nobody yeah. else cares about anything else. Anyway, Terra typing bad mean, for you. No, bad for your opponent. Good for you. And they're both rotating, right? Let's not talk about that. <laughs> well, no, actually, we're supposed to be talking about rotation. That's the whole yeah, point the... of it. God damn it. So, yes, Lugia, kind of crazy. Yeah. Master um, Ball, only good in this deck? Maybe. I think that the so the other options we've got are Prime Catcher, which I think is probably, if I were to say there's like a default pick, that might be it. It's cross, which is in one card. Yeah. Um, huge. And, you know, you can play an Arvin or an Irida and fetch it because it's an item. Yeah, that's disgusting, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, it's very, very accessible. There is uh, uh, something that I've seen as a tech in some of the Japanese uh, Rolling Moon lists where they've put the Dark Rye V-Star because Dark Rye V-Star returns an item. Mm-hmm. So, hey, here's another Prime Switch. And just yeah, fire it again. Kind of and disgusting. And that's basically two 
uh, itemized bosses so you still have your supporter open and then you can do your switch so you can uh, save vitality and then uh, do that and then the next turn vitality again and then make another switch yeah um, which is you know powerful to say the least um, the uh, is it hero's cape the 100 hp, 100 HP cape. yeah is is big um there've been some lists that have been running that with gudra it's finally making a comeback <laughs> let's go baby <laughs> my little goomy boys like all the siblings oh you can't look my little he's goomy there. boy he's coming out of his pokeball he's ready to go and oh, that looks inconspicuous um <laughs> oh my god he actually fits in this ball ish look the boy he's slowly coming back out of his scale anyway it's not even him it's just the gudra v yeah, because um, <laughs> he's not present, unfortunately. It's kind of sad. Um, <laughs> largely because uh, escape rope's gone. Yep. Uh, so there's no, or there's less easy ways to switch it out on the active when it's got its rolling iron going for that damage mitigation. Yep. Um, and then you put that cape on it, and it's tanky. And then its V-star power is heal all damage, yeah. which includes the health given to it so by what, that cape. What is it? It's 280 base, right? I think so, yeah. It's rolling iron reduces it by 80. Yeah. So that's 360. And then you add a cape on it, it's 460 HP. Yeah. So something one, like, Charizard stands no chance outside of boss, right? Yeah. Like, it has to boss around it. But even then, you're you're three-hitting it, basically. Because they hit you once, you're like, okay. They hit you again, you're like, I'm still not dead. Then you heal everything. Then, then you hit them, and by this time, you already killed the Charizard and half. Yeah. And then they've got to do it all again. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, that um, ro- Rolling Iron could be a really interesting one to, to think about. And I think I don't think it's going to be one of those decks that sits at the top of the meta, necessarily. Mm-hmm. But I think it will be an interesting one in the same way that we've got a number of those at the moment, that kind yep. of uh, you'll play occasionally, and they're there to sort of uh, gatekeep almost. Yeah. The, you have to deal with this because yep. otherwise if you if you can't deal with it fast enough it's not hitting you hard but it's going to hit you consistently turn in turn out and but, annoyingly <laughs> yeah it's just going to yeah. set a tempo and go are you fast enough it's one of those things that we, we call them gatekeeper decks um, and, and you, you pulled up on the point there um, I love that term I genuinely think it's a really good term I think it summarizes some decks really really well it's never going to win an event but by god you've got to beat it to win the event if you want to well, I think that's the thing with those gatekeeper decks. The assumption that they're not going to win is almost dangerous in itself, particularly in the current meta. Mm-hmm. Like, if you were to tell me that Clawth Electro was in a final against, I don't know, uh, what's another one that's not necessarily quite like uh, Goldengo, right? Goldengo, or yeah, or Ento Valiant, or like yep. some of those decks that like aren't big are kind of sitting around the three, four percent meta share, maybe not even. Yeah, but they're there at every event. There's some people who do well at them consistently. Yep. You tell me, yeah, they've got these as the final or the top eight consisted of all of these like smaller jank like, decks. <laughs> they're not they're not even, they're but they're not jank. Good, yeah, but, like, but compared to normal meta, I guess they are jank decks. Compared, yeah, they're kind compared. of the the like V C decks. Yep, not the sort of D tier rubbish that I play. <laughs> we'll get onto that in a bit. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're, we're you know we're going to see the the Gudra sort of come out much as we've seen like I guess the Lugia. Um, funnily enough, we didn't see it in the top sixteen for the Champions League. No, uh, it didn't show up. Um, just really quickly running down what we did see, we saw a couple of uh, Lost Box Sablezards, we saw three Charizards, we saw one Future Box, so that's the Iron Hands, uh, Iron Leaves, Iron Crown list. Yeah, the um, Future Box yeah. is an interesting one. I 
can see it, but it's one of those where I think a bit like the early list that we saw from Raiden at the start of the last meta, mm-hmm. everything costs quite a lot to attack with in that deck. Yeah. It's not a, a sort of easy deck to necessarily get rolling. And I think that it may have... It may need some tech or maybe some balance or may need just some finding of the, the exact right balance and stuff to get it going in the same way that we saw Maraiden eventually put the Flaffy in and yep. then it sort of solved some of Maraiden's issues and they stopped using the Regilecki VMAXs and yeah, started just course. kind of refine that list in. I think we'll see something similar in the future. We may see something printed for it. Um, well, one of we the may best see things... a future energy or something come in and that may solve some issues as well. It might count as three in... of any colour. Or... Yeah, yeah, as I say, because the, the, a lot of the future stuff is similar to the older Team Plasma stuff, right? And there was a Team Plasma energy that I can't remember what it did, but... <laughs> it did something. did something. <laughs> and we may um, see a future in an ancient energy or something along those lines. Just to... with, the, with the future box stuff, they have got access to Techno Radar, which is one of my favourite yeah, cards. Yeah, um, It's VIP on steroids. Um, yeah. Like, sure, you have to discard a card for it, but when your entire deck is future Pokemon, it's VIP on steroids at any point in the game. Like, it's not just turn one, yeah. uh, which is kind of crazy. And I think a lot of people... We, the more we see like when Twilight Masquerade comes out and that sort of stuff, we, we might see that introduction of yet more future-labeled Pokemon have an uptake in the amount of that we see at the events. Yeah. Um, you know, Ancient Pokemon very much more about tankiness, that sort of stuff. Future's very much more go fast, gotta go zoom zoom. Um, I guess much like how society and all that sort of... Oh God, that's very deep, isn't it, for Pokemon? <laughs> yeah, but no, like, we, we, we were... We always made stuff that would last forever in the past and it was it was reliable and it was just there nowadays it's everything's thrown away really quick it's one use done kind of thing and i think that's a pretty i think pokemon have done a really good job of summarizing that <laughs> yeah it's, like it's the same sort of thing it's it's, it's bizarre weird but yeah. clever um anyway so yeah one future box only one ancient box as well um, what what have they count because Ancient uh, is interesting with the stuff that we're getting post-rotation. So at the moment, uh, the sort of the big Ancient uh, is is pretty much just Roaring Moon. So one prize Roaring Moon. Yeah. The the po- I say post-rotation, we're getting a one prize Roaring Moon, yes. which is fascinating for its uh, sort of damage scaling towards the end game, and yep. it does good damage as soon as you've got enough Ancient stuff in the bin. Yep. Um, it's also relatively tanky, isn't it? For us, one it's got one forty. Yeah, so it's one prize basic and. The uh, ancient booster capsule for that extra sixty. Two hundred HP now. Two hundred HP, yeah. For one like, prize. For a one prize is, is big. Mm. There's the Great Tusk, yep. which um is fascinating because there's been some archetypes about that, sort of for mill. Yep. Um for just two energy if you played an ancient supporter. Which you, there's only two of. Yeah. The literally Explorer's Guidance and Vitality. They're yeah. the only two. Uh so you're in a four four of those. They yeah. they split those out. So there is a Great Tusk in that ancient box list, but there is also a Great, Great Tusk, Tusk list separately. on its own. Yeah. Um, that also made it made top 12. It came top oh, wow. uh, yeah. Ancient box came ninth, which is cool. Three Snorlax. Stall. <sighs> <laughs> just, I mean, just die to, already. <laughs> to be fair, Snorlax Stall isn't. Snorlax Stall is basically just. Uh, abusing how much people are greedy greedy yeah it's people i mean we're going back to that sort of deck construction but people are taking so many consistency and setup options that they're kind of skipping out on switching and board state options um yeah and and as a consequence snorlax has place uh you know the more um 
switching options you run, the less you care about it potentially, and uh, the less yeah, or, or uh, if impactful you it has. Only run attackers, right? Like that's yeah. also a thing. You just if you don't run any support Pokemon because they are an attacker themselves, you don't care at that point. Yeah, like yeah, it, it, it's interesting. Um, notably, all three of these are a different version of Snorlax Doll. So the first version that came third is running the Chiyu for the mill. Yeah, because Crabominable goes rotates, away. But the Chiyu is incredibly similar. The second one is running the Chiyu, but it's also running the Mawile and the Manatine from um, Astral Radiance, which you don't even know what that card does. As I say, I remember seeing it. Yeah, but... so it's an Echoing Horn. Ah, okay, yeah. So but, one yeah. colorless Echoing, echoing Horn, horn. Yeah. but it's either player's bench, the discard to either player's bench. So if you have, like, I don't know, for example, I don't know, you need that Rotom draw for whatever stupid reason, you could pull that back. Or if you want their two prizer back on the bench, or some, like maybe they get rid of something that can't attack or retreat, you can pull it back on the bench. Sure, you lose the Mantine, but you don't care. You're just going to boss around it and pull something else up. Yeah. So that version came eighth. And then the last version, which I think's incredible, like, it's funny, is... Noivern EX plus Squover, and not Nestash Squover, Obsidian Flame Squover. <laughs> Who needs a Chiyu when you've got a 60 HP basic that says, one colorless, it's called Nicked Nibble, is the attack. Discard the top card of your opponent's deck. I mean, it works. That's it. Done. <laughs> that's, that's a Pidgeot <laughs> in the bin. Crazy, right? Like, yeah. Oh, but that also runs the Mantine. Um, you know, and it, that runs two jet, two mist, because then you I mean, you know you don't need a Jirachi if you can just mist onto the Squover. Yeah, jet makes a lot of sense. Just if you're only running uh, yep. one energy uh, for colorless and just need that for your mill just to close games out. Then and, and then you've got the Noivern EX in there for the cover of flight. Yeah, like it doesn't run any colored energy. It literally only runs two colorless, and it's to stop you know prevent all damage done to. This Pokemon by your opponent's basic attack, uh, basic Pokemon, which can just lock the game out in the same way that we've seen, um, you know, uh, Mimikyu yep. occasionally. Just what have you got? I've got a Mimikyu, and that's all I need. Unless you've got a Shred type attack, then good luck. Um, yep. On the subject of which, Ancient does get the uh, single prize Coridon, which has a it shred, does Shred attack, but that single prize Coridon just. Uh, sorry, that single prize lost box just does nothing against that Noibat. Yeah, like like it. No, Noibat's actually a really good call. Like in the current I, meta, I, single I, prize lost box, useless. Yeah, I like, think that oh, Noibat's really... a, a fascinating, like control option and sort of tempo option. It's it, weird, right? Yeah, because the it's got the protection from basics, or is it? Uh, can't play as supporters in stadiums. Yeah, for that's the second yeah. one. Yeah, which is another just like interesting control and tempo option and you know being dragon it's not going to worry about tight weakness or anything you know you just sort of um have that ability to lock your opponent's game state down and then it doesn't matter how much damage you're doing if they can't do anything if it takes you 27 turns to win but they do nothing for 27 turns then you still win you still win yeah of course so yeah that's kind of crazy interesting uh those three versions of snorlax are in there um then we've got a single tina lost box seen it teetering off we have however got double arc tina which is you know i think where tina is probably going to end up sitting 
because Arceus can accelerate to it so quickly yeah. that you can get those attacks off really, really quick. And you're hitting for 280 on the Tina. You don't want the Requiem. You don't need it because you're Starbirthing. Um, so that's pretty interesting. But then my most interesting list, and we're going to get through this super quick because, wow, we've talked for ages already, is second places. Arceus Vulpix. Arceus Vulpix V Star. Yeah. How cool is that? Bye bye path. Hello Vulpix. Another one. I say that's also me. <laughs> that one you can kind of see. Um, so the second place list is um, Shintaru Fuku. Fukui. F U K U I. Good luck, me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be on the screen. Just read it. Um, they are running a four four Arceus V Star V line. Yeah. Uh, good it's a good attacker and it's consistent it's fine um they've also got a 2-2 alolan vulpix v and v star uh the alolan vulpix is really useful for its snow mirage attack because yeah. it means this damage this attacks damage isn't affected by your opponent's active pokemon by any effects on your active pokemon during your opponent's next turn prevent all damage done to this pokemon by attacks from pokemon that have an ability which is so many things it's it's, it's crazy isn't it yeah like Nearly everything has an ability. <laughs> like anything worth playing has an ability. No, yeah, there are so many um, like things that have an ability that you don't even really necessarily like think about. Like if we go back to Maridon, um, Maridon itself has the ability. Your Raikou yep. has an ability. You but wouldn't Chempao. Chempao has an ability, so the entire deck's shut down. If you go mad yep. and you've put in the um, uh, like. Uh, or you try and attack with the Baxcalibur. Ability. Ability, yeah. Cramorant. Ability. Ability. Charizard. Yeah. Like, Radiant Zard. All, all, your, all your Radiants. EXs. Every Radiant. Yeah. yeah. They, they've all got abilities. Except the Heatran. I think the Heatran's Heatran the only one yeah. that doesn't have an ability. But it's crazy, right? Like, that. it just sort of goes, okay, cool. Now Path's gone. Um, all the abilities have come out to play, which means I can come out to play. And that's really cool. I like Vulpix. Vulpix is a really pretty Pokemon. And so. it's a one one sixty shred, which is a helpful number and gets around a, a lot of yep, uh, you know, problems that you might have. And the V Star on it is potentially good damage. It's okay, but when you're I, running the Arceus, yeah, you don't you're, use you're it. Like, probably not going to use it, but it could be one of those where if you've not needed it and it closes the game out, it's present. Mm -hmm. It's it's better that it's there than it's not. It's kind of cool though. I like it. I like it yeah. a lot. Um, but so yeah, they're the Pokemon line. It runs Greninja as well, obviously. Um, we then run seven Water, four DTE, two Mist, two Medical Energy, and one V Guard. So the V Guard again stops the Vulpix from dying to Tina V Star. Yeah. Uh, no, it doesn't. It's just short. It stops it dying to anything else. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, two seventy wouldn't. It? Yes. Just, just short. And the Medical Energy is when you attach it, heal thirty damage. It's nice. Reasonable, yeah. it'll do. Um, you know, since uh, Vulpix's attack is water colorless, colorless, you know, you might as well put some of it on uh, on with that. Um, but in terms of supporters and trainers, we've got four boss, three research, two Iono, two Colrus, two Churro Scenario, one Sharon's Care, one Judge, one Eri, which is the new um, one of the new supporters, four Nest, four Ultra, two Lost Vacuum, one Rod, one Switch. One Prime Catcher and two Lost City. Eri's terrifying. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't know if it's like a worrying too much about it card, but Eri's. So for, the, for for those of you that don't know, Eri says your opponent reveals their hand, discard up to two item cards you find there. 
which that's scary. It's I don't think for for um like the the Vulpix deck that's necessarily that bad. It could get rid of their prime catcher or could get rid of um things like that if they're just holding on their waiting for an evolution. Yep. Um you can get rid of uh, search options, you can get rid of things like that. Um where I think it becomes particularly scary potentially is for Snorlax and having the ability to just discard two switching options out of your hand. Yep. So if you're setting up and just saying, you know, the I think one of the mistakes that people sometimes make into Snorlax is worrying about tempo and, you know, you're going to draw slowly. Yep. Just you've got thirty turns to win the game. Yep. So don't worry about the normal where I've got like four or five turns and then yeah, they're gonna take course. all their prizes. Like they're not taking prizes. I can draw every card in my deck I own it myself and draw them all again and yeah. then that's fine. You get to cherry pick what you need to win the game. Yeah. Yeah. But their ability to just say, okay, like I'm slowly setting up, slowly setting up. You've got like 12 cards in hand, 13, 14, 15 cards in hand. And they just go, yeah, okay. I'll take that. Thanks. I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah. It's kind of scary. Um, But yeah, it it looks like quite a diverse meta that we've seen so far coming out of that, you know. Um, Charizard's not necessarily reigned supreme. And like it did well. Like we've got three out of 16 places. uh, It's highest place since fourth. Um, Charizard's still scary. It is most represented in format. It does get a really interesting tech in the form of its um, A-spec uh, in that it can use, uh, I've forgotten what it's called, the belt that gives it the... Maximum belt. Maximum belt. Yep. So um, maximum belt uh, is 50, I believe, extra damage for EXs only. It's yep. a bit like a choice belt, but it's more damage, but it's only against EXs. And there's only one of in the deck. And it's only one of in the deck. Not that you'd probably run more than one necessarily, but what it does allow you to do is early on, sometimes Charizard can have these weird like setups problems where because of the way it's damage scales based on your opponent's prizes, sometimes Charizard will get there. We have a Charizard in play, you'll be ready to go, and then you hit for one eighty and it doesn't actually just, knock anything just doesn't out. Do anything and then <laughs> yeah. it dies. Or or they hit you back and then you've knocked out a two prize over two turns and then they've done enough damage to knock you out because it turns out if you're splitting the health of Charizard over two turns, it's not as bad as yeah. if you've got to do it in one. It's a lot more palatable. Um, fun fun fact, neither of no, none of these top three were running Hero's Cape, uh, Maximum Belt, no. sorry. No. One was running Hero's Cape, which is the lowest ranking one, and the other two were running Prime Catcher. And I, I think that we're going to see a lot of Prime Catcher as default, and I think Prime Catcher is just an incredible option but it's just a yeah. it's an interesting choice for Charizard to have potential there just to say that into some of the decks in format I guess the thing is that if we're seeing more um, Lugia obviously you don't really have to worry about it if we're seeing um, mm-hmm. like uh, Arc decks and Tina decks and Vulpix and you know you, you've kind of got to make a judgement call there so it's in the situations where it's useful it's great and it gets you going it lets you take the tempo lead yep uh in the situations where you're not against those kind of decks it's completely useless and i think that's the the tough thing about it is that it's it does have the sort of subset of matches where you could play something and they don't play any x yeah and i think at the point where v's and v maxes and v stars all rotate out at that point, it's useful. Yeah. Like we might see single prize lost boxes or single prize ancient boxes, future boxes, whatever we come to at that point, start taking more prevalence, which means it's maybe not all the auto or default choice, but it it has the potential to be a lot more of an instant choice to take that maximum belt um, after rotation, uh, which is going to be interesting to see exactly what we come to and, and where things settle and what other aspects they potentially print. Because let's be honest, they're not just going to print them in this one set. Well, we're getting, we've already seen that. 
Well, yeah, so we're seeing one from the set after that is... <sighs> unfair. Stamp. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is the unfair stamp. It is stupid. Uh, so, so dumb. Unfair stamp has... Ha I've had an interesting thought about I don't know if it will be good enough. But unfair stamp combined with something like Arbok could really... Discard, yeah, put you on one card, basically. Yeah. yeah. And you have a, a very strong ability to just... On turn two, if you can set that attack up and get that off, just sort of shut down. Because lots of decks can deal with being on one card. Yeah. But how many decks can deal with being on one card on turn two? Yeah. Is is a smaller number to yeah. to get reestablished. You've got to hope you top top deck that Iono or something like. Although yeah. research or whatever. Yeah. It's it's, yeah. it's crazy. I um I guess we'll 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 leave the championship Champions League there and move on to sort of rotation stuff now. Um. Um, um, we might finish with hear me out rather than do it in the middle um, I'm just just very conscious that you know we're doing well on time we're going to be here for hours mate <laughs> well, it's, um, it's it's a big topic I think you could probably carry on discussing this with Beth every week all the way up until rotation and then afterwards and then afterwards yeah we yeah. absolutely could um, and it's quite difficult for us to be able to try and summarise exactly what we want to talk about in this hour long episode um which is why this one's probably going to be a bit longer, but that's okay. Um, so if you're in it for the long haul, good luck. I love you all. Um, so yeah, rotation coming around is interesting, and the amount of things that we are getting for it are interesting. Yeah. Um, we lose Path, Rope, Clara, Raihan, um, Flaffy, Flaffy, Vip, all Fusion, all yeah. Fusion Strike, Rapid Strike, Single Strike, all gone. Mew, Mew might finally die. Die. Yeah. Might. They're, they're going to reprint know. it. Gonna, I can, no, don't say that. <laughs> I can see it now. They're going to reprint we're gonna it. Get, we're going to get future. Just, it's just going to be conspicuously similar. Yeah. It's, Actually, I don't even know which would be worse, if it was ancient or future. Ancient will be tankier, future will be faster. Yeah, but future would have the ability to have like a, a um, power tablet sat on the bench. Also... Future would have access to techno radar, so let's hope that they do it in ancient if they're going to do it at all. <laughs> yeah. Although they can accelerate to it with a ah, they've yeah. they have designed right, they have designed future and ancient really well. Yeah, I genuinely really, think they do. I I um I'm very much looking forward to building around both. Yeah. Right off the bat, I'm very much leaning towards the ancient stuff. Mm -hmm. I think that they're just easier list to put together, and they have a bit more uh, of an option there. Yep. I think the future list when they get refined in could be very strong just they've got a lot of free energy attackers and not great they've got one spectacular energy option and then after that it's kind of yeah I mean, do you have enough energy in play can you get it all in the, the right place their ace spec time? is dumb right yeah like they've got a little more ride on to accelerate which is great if you've got iron crowns on the field if you've got four of them as well it does 80 damage which is solid for like a turn one attack one energy yeah. accelerate two energy from deck to wherever that's well, cool. that'll take out a lot of basics for you yep. know 70 hp basics are going to be everywhere particularly because poffin poffin will yep. accelerate those to the bench or to play yep and then all of a sudden it's now dying to ride on providing you can get double techno radar off or nest ball as well and yada 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 and then all of a sudden you know that that's where that sort of venn diagram of decks sort of comes back into play and we we, we see where everything falls um, but once you've done that, the only other thing you've got is the A spec, the the future accelerator, the one where you can attach a um, an energy card from your deck, from your bench, sorry, discard to each of your Pokemon in play. Which has, I've seen people sort of talking about it as being like a, you know, it's an amazing energy acceleration option, and it is, 
But it does have the big caveat. You've got to get enough energy in the bin yep. fast enough. And you probably want to be using it on turn two. Yep. Um, because otherwise, you're kind of awkwardly sat there going, um, maybe I do 80 damage again. And that assumes that you've got, is it, well, it'd have to be, you'd have to have a lot of leaves in play to even really be yep. thinking about doing enough damage. You'd right? have to have 40 crown, 40 iron crown in play. Sorry, 4 iron crown in play to do yeah. the extra. Yeah, sorry, 120 crown. damage, is, yeah. isn't it? 120 all total, because it's 20 per uh, iron crown. crown. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like to get like a good amount of damage, you're then like competing with a Cramorant. But you slightly a beat a Cramorant. You slightly beat a Cramorant, <laughs> but if you fail yeah. to get one more iron crown in play, because realistically, do you really want four bench spaces filled up by damage buffs? Damage buffs. Probably not. I mean, they do okay damage themselves at that point, but as soon as you've used one, then your damage starts... Yeah, like, it sort of has that problem. Um, and I think that that balance for future. Whereas Ancient, um, Great Tusk, I think we'll see... I mean, we have seen the mill archetype itself, yep. uh, which is interesting, um, you know, building around that or using it as an option. There were um, some of the streams that I saw for this event. A couple of people were just playing the Ancient um, toolbox decks, got that set up very early it's 140 hp put a put a tablet on it uh, and it's uh 200 hp mm -hmm. really tanky has a good non-milling hit but just early game which is mill four is a fantastic like get yourself started if all else fails the coridon's really good yep um and then there's you know just some good tempo going into the uh single prize and uh, single prize Roaring Moon and the regular Roaring Moon we've already seen. Like you've just got a good, yeah. a good set of attackers that offer you some options. Um, I, I think the the sort of one bit in the future box is Iron Hands. Yeah, Iron Hands um, is kind of scary. It, it's already it's I, already scary. I yeah, Iron Hands already is really format warping. Uh, yeah, but it's not. Because the format's so wide and it's a bit awkward to get enough energy on there, it's currently kind of only really seen in a couple of places. Lost spots can just about get enough energy on there with a couple of gates or like turn attach over a couple of turns and it's kind of a bit awkward. But but and now then, you've got that one prize ride on. But Scalaver can get there and then you've got yeah. one prize ride in and you've got the ability to get another energy back and then you've got your turn attach and then you only need one mirage gate or you need a lucky uh like um generator yeah. or like we may see some uh some problems arise with iron hands um the, and the, the list that came 14th mm -hmm. was four iron hands three iron crowns two maridons 13 lightning three gift and then it was running four research four arvin three iono one morty's confidence four techno radar four electric generator four counter catcher Two Nest Ball, one Reboot Pod, four Booster Capsules, two Heavy Batons, and a Town Store. That's kind of scary. Yeah. Like, it, this is my kind of list because there's only one one-of, two one-ofs. Morty's Confidence in the Reboot Pod. I love That's consistency. Good. I love having access to that card. Everything else is a two plus. It's kind of scary. Is, yeah. And that does have a really interesting interaction into Lugia. Well, it one-shots Lugia for three prizes. Yeah, so we just one-shot the Lugia for three prizes because of Type Week, which... Well, Type type Week plus Crown damage plus... Yeah, so you do you do need a couple of Crowns, right? Yeah, but, but you only need... Well, technically you need one. Because it's 140. Yeah, one, yeah it'd be 140. Yeah. yeah, or you just need the booster capsule. And then it, all of a sudden it's, it's dead. But for the first two Iron Hands, you put the Heavy Baton on there. And then when that dies, you just move that energy to one of the other Iron Hands. <laughs> like, 
it's kind of got play. It's kind of scary. It's kind of cool. Uh, also, I'm here for it. I. Iron Hands gives you the time for Lugia to go after the Archeops, because usually the problem is that you can't really afford to boss the Archeops out of play yep. um, against Lugia because they're single prizes. So you boss them, knock them out, but then whatever attack it was they were using before still has all its energy on, so it hits you again. Yep. Then you boss the other one, knock it out, and then whatever attacker is still floating around, and then you've got to knock that out. But if you're taking them down as two prizes, it's not necessarily... Uh, so bad because you'll be on sort of an even two price trading, and then if you can take out, like, you, you've got better options there potentially. It, it's kind of like the new format is interesting. Yeah, um, I'm very, very, very excited to see where we go. I'm very excited to see what we lose, like in terms of decks, like what can't adapt quick enough to be able to stay in the meta. I'm also incredibly excited to see what decks have already been in the meta, have fallen out, and are going to come back in, much like Lugia. Like yeah. I'm excited to see what these extra cards here and there bring to the table. What this one little package might bring to an entire archetype of a deck. What I'm not excited to see from a personal preference point of view, and everybody's going to hate me. Not everybody, but I hate control decks. I hate That's decks fair. that say, we're not playing the game. I'm stopping you from playing the game. Because mm-hmm. to me, personally, like it's just not how I like the game to be played. Like The worst thing about Snorlax isn't that it's Snorlax. It's that I can't do anything to stop it unless I build around it. like, And I have to, in certain decks, build quite aggressively around it to be able to cope with it. Yeah. Um, and I know it adds that extra element of you can't always go fast to decks and you, know, you have to be careful sometimes. But for me, personally, Snorlax's version of Control, I find dull, boring, and uninteractive. However, the Mill version of Control, I find quite interesting. But I still well, don't like it. <laughs> I I think sort of you know Wog Trio or Great Tusk or any of those sort of mill archetypes are a lot more interesting because they're at least I guess it's passively trying to win the game versus actively trying to win the game. Yeah, they are effectively going after well they are going after a different resource. They're sort of more going after like, the deck. The deck. And yeah, it's, yeah. It's a bit more like going after hit points in another game, but um, you're not used to being attacked there. But certainly you know. Gardevoir uh, players that aren't careful can get themselves Ionoed. Um, not that anybody will ever have that happen to them. No, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like it's uh, certainly there's uh, like they're actively trying to do something, and so the fact that they're counter catching and bossing around you and not necessarily taking prizes, like, yeah, sure. Um, and um, that feels a bit better than them sort of completely locking you down and just saying no, you can't play the game. In the same way that, I mean, before in the last rotation, we saw Vika Volt Control and uh, Galarian Weezing. Yep. Um, both of those just sort of locking you down and just sort of saying, good luck, you're not doing anything for a prolonged period of time. Yeah. Or potentially the entire game. Well, it's, it's like when you've got like the Vile Plume that was item locking people and stuff yeah. back in back in the day. Yeah, it's, um, yeah it, it's one of those things of, I don't like how it plays. One, because I don't like to play it. Because I find it very dull playing it. I don't. I like interaction with my opponent in that sort of respect. Um, but you know, I think it's healthy to have it in the game because it makes decks have to tech for certain bits. Well, I think they only. It's only really arriving because decks are sort of unhealthy enough that it can play that way. Yeah. If we didn't see, you know, if we saw more switching options and like Snorlax wasn't such an issue, then 
it wouldn't turn up, right? And for a long period yeah. of time, it didn't. You know, the meta. And then they printed a counter catcher, and then all of a sudden, yeah. control's now back in a big way. And it's literally from that one card being printed, people went, oh, yeah, you can just build it like this, you know? And people go, oh, I can. Yeah. And then I win. <laughs> like, ugh. And that Marwile. Oh, why did they print the Marwile? That's been around for a while. It's though. lost That's origin, it. and it had it, nobody did anything with it. And then people realized, oh, people are greedy, and I can just put this in, and it wins me the game. And it's it's bizarre that that was... I mean, people had sort of vaguely spoken about maybe doing something with it, and then we saw Snorlax for a good couple of months, and then people went, oh, yeah, <laughs> I can put that in my deck too. Like, Have you seen this new card? It's not new. Yeah. <laughs> are you sure? Nobody's seen it before. No, no, we did. We just ignored it. <laughs> yeah. Right, we just went, that's Control, and I'm playing Lost Box or something, and that's really where it's found its home, and it's it's still bizarre to me that what we got like this sort of aggressive yeah. energy acceleration gonna rip through my deck and set up a bunch of stuff and really sort of put stuff in the lost zone and set myself up and then uh, control yeah <laughs> i hate the fact that lost box can be so degenerative that everybody they can play every style of the game um, i mean that's i i like yeah playing the engine but the engine is in the same way i think lugia is it, 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 it's effective because it's kind of unfair yeah which is interesting, but you know it, we have to have these things in the meta, else it just becomes a solved format, and then it's boring, yeah. and we get back to the position where there is only three or two decks that are in meta that are ever going to win an event, and that becomes more dull than anything else. Yeah. Um, so as much as I don't like control, I think it's a really good part, yeah. like part of the meta because it makes decks have to adapt. And then we start seeing things come out of the woodwork that you wouldn't expect to see usually. And I will, I will say that if you're playing the right decks into control you can have a really interesting and fantastic matchup yep. i played one control matchup at uh liverpool yep. and it was probably one of my favorite matchups of the day crazy As, yeah but um really good player playing snorlax deck really engaging deck really interesting to sort of have that back and forth after the game because we knew we were only getting one done because we had about four minutes left <laughs> after that because it went down to last couple of cards of both of us i had one prize left yeah now part of that was because i was playing the roaring moon and with Roaring Moon into Snorlax, you can do something really silly and deliberately knock yourself out to so they turn have to off. Take prizes. So they take two prizes and counter catcher stops working. Yeah. So they have periods of being able to counter catcher and periods of not. Yeah. And you can kind of mess with them and a lot Which of Snorlax. Is kind of fun. Yeah, a lot of Snorlax players don't know what they're doing when you go, Yeah, you've taken prizes. Um <laughs> It's kinda of cool to be fair. Yeah. You I like can that. you can do all sorts of silly stuff by forcing like That's cool actually. No, I like that. That's pretty solid. Um, yeah, so yeah. we, yeah, we we've got we've got control. We've got zoom zoom. Got to go fast. We've got tank coming in, and we've got things that benefit from path being gone. Yes, like coincidentally, the the last post <laughs> wall over there. Oh look, <laughs> you can't quite see it, but this is the champion. <laughs> <laughs> Which has been doing really well. I don't, yeah. I don't. It's not seen. It well, didn't see tournament results in the same way it's been doing. It's sort of uh, smaller events, but it has mm. been sort of doing like really good numbers, sort of more generally in that sort of early in those early Japanese formats. I think particularly, you know, it hits hard, and there's nothing to stop its ability thinning your deck and getting you set up and getting all that energy straight to hand. And yep. so it just kind of uh, again is like a really good uh, tempo sort of mid range thing. It's just its only big issue at the moment is it's a bit squishy almost, which is yeah. crazy at two twenty, but. But I mean, like, you, I don't know, people probably taking in Bravery Charms or maybe even the Hero's Cape. I mean, they're, they're not, they're running Prime Catcher. Prime but Catcher, yeah. The, the, the point is that there are options to be able to get around that and make it a bit more tanky, but, you know. Um, well, I think the the other thing is that Prime Catcher in there 
is is probably the go-to because you can fetch it over an and then you can prime catch up like a Muiax or a Liminion or a Squawk or something that's lying about. Or, or even that Manaphy and then cancelling Cologne, like yeah. you know, and then Greninja's back online, and and all of a sudden we become quite quite tasty. And, and prime catch is great because it replaces that four spots for cross switcher now down to one for prime yeah. catcher. It's and you can crazy. probably go like one boss, one counter, one prime, and then one, you got your switches. One Pokemon catcher. Just run just, all four. Just for the catches, why yeah. not? Got to catch them all, certainly. <laughs> so bad. Got that. <laughs> all right, um, let's have a really quick couple of minutes talking about decks that we think could do well in the meta that haven't been seen um, results as of yet. Uh, mostly the two that I want to play. <laughs> um, so we'll talk about uh, Roaring Moon. Not Roaring Moon. Raging Bolt. Yeah. Uh, let's just start with Raging Bolt, right? Really interesting card. Here it is uh, on this side of me. Um, it, it is a 200... Sorry, would it help you, Sam? If no, it's just like, I'm trying to remember which side it is when I've watched it's the podcast. Side. But it's, it's, definitely, it's definitely this side. You said side. it was the other side earlier. But... It's 100% this <laughs> side. Ignore Ben. He's bad at this, I think. I don't know. Anyway, Raging Bolt, 240 HP. Really good for a basic. Really big. Um, it's one attacks like its first attacks solid. Like it's a squawk and seize for an attack. Sure, it's, it falls back into that category of the that is nice, but it's like a turn one. Like actually, this is good. And at two forty, yeah. it's not impossible that things one don't uh, one shot it. But a lot of things don't want yeah. it. They all really struggle. And if you've got that ancient booster capsule, three hundred, three hundred. That's. <laughs> Like basic capsule, like you can Arvin on turn if you're going second. And you're like, there's 300 HP. Yeah, literally Arvin, <laughs> Nest Ball, and, yeah. and and um and a capsule, and then all of a sudden 300 HP. Oh, by the way, I'm gonna discard my hand and draw six more. Like, yeah. uh, uh, what? Um, and then it's got its second attack, which I really, really like. Um, it it's its energy's a bit weird. The one lightning, one fighting. But when you've got Sardis Vitality, you don't care because you can just accelerate to it, and that's fine. Um, you accelerate one and then you attach the other. Done. All of a sudden it's ready to fight. Um, but Bellowing Thunder is 70 times damage. Um, and it's the, works the same way Shenpao does. Shenpao uh, is 60 times and you can discard any amount of water energy from any Pokemon. This is 70 times you can discard any amount of energy from any Pokemon. Which is really important because it's like anything from anywhere. Yeah. And it's the bigger multiplier. So, so, I think we're going to see um, a lot of interesting trying to set that up like ways to get enough energy in because Chen Pao has that like backscalibur option um, and well it searches it out with its Chen Pao and then accelerates it with backscalibur sure that's cool how do you search it out with Raging Bolt well you're using earthen vessels mostly let's be honest it's earthen vessels and energy search if you really want to be an idiot Um, I guess get something knocked out and letter (laughs) <laughs> potentially let, yeah. we might see letter like letter might be the play genuinely Ra- Radiant Jirachi and... <laughs> there we go <laughs> all the energy uh, but th- that's genuinely a play that we could see um, and then it's like well what accelerator do you pair it with because you need to be able to accelerate to it uh, well not to it to other things so yeah. do you put the Backscalibur in and then all of a sudden you've got a super energy retrieval those back to hand to be able to get them back out again the same and, way you do with Pao. just play Pao. and well also you then have the weird sort of mixed energy pile problem where yep. you're accelerating waters but you don't need those to attack. Yeah. Um weird. Yeah. Uh but then the other options are things like Gardevoir. Like it it lets you bin it and then you accelerate it back from the bin and then you're okay. You don't need to get it back to hand. The, the Gardevoir option has the 
because we were talking about this the other day has yep. some fascinating sort of potential there for setting up things like um Driftloon or Screamtail because you don't care about the amount of energy on them they just need enough to attack yep. and then what they really care about is the damage counters yep so putting the energy on them to discard it to put the energy on them to discard it like once they're set up they're then a terrifying single prize attacker yep but hitting really really hard yeah and particularly the Screamtail I think just having that ability to just say I'm going to hit that on the bench or you know you've got uh Ranger Bolt for active and you've got that sort of which which way are you going to try and hide because it's not going to work? Yeah, I think you've got quite a nice sort of. You know, that's why I've. That's what this deck over here is. I've built you know the the God of War, a God of War version, the first sort of draft, um, and yeah, you know the ancient booster capsules also double up for the screen tail. So all of a yeah. sudden it's now hitting for two eighty on bench, which is literally <laughs> stupid. Yeah, um, and and it's it's kind of crazy, uh, very very terrifying, um, and that's really really cool. And I think that's a way that you can look at play in the deck, and it. You know, you can even accelerate to it with Sardas. Yeah, and then all of there, a sudden... well, there's there's a I've been looking at trying to put a list together using uh, Sardas and potentially uh, the Lost Zone engine. Yeah, just for Mirage Gate and getting energy back, and then Sardas. Sardas is kind of an interesting one because Lost Zone is losing uh, Clara and yep. Raihan, and then that's pretty much the only deck that runs those two. Like other decks occasionally run them, but let's yep. be honest, it's mostly a lost box. Card. Of course, <laughs> um, and. Uh, You've got some options there. It would be a bit weird to play a Sardis, but it's kind of a bit of a super rod and a Mirage Gate kind of vaguely sellotaped together and it lets you run... Unless you um, also draw three. <laughs> yeah, unless you draw three, which is the same amount of effective draw as a Cole Res. You're just not putting two in the Lost Zone. Just You've not got... seeing... Fi- yeah, it's weird, yeah, isn't it? It's like it, it, oh, it like fits surprisingly closely. It's just the problem is getting enough in the Lost Zone to get to seven and balancing that. And I don't think it'll work out, but it's something that I've been sort of looking at and trying to... I like, think I'll, about the numbers on. I like to think Sada is like a jigsaw piece that you need to put in a puzzle, but you're trying to put it in upside down. Yeah, that's like, pretty much. It, you know it fits some way, you just can't quite figure out how. And then somebody comes along and turns it into a chorus or flips it over and goes, look, it fits. And they go, ah, it fits. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that, unfortunately, I don't think it will quite pan out for, for Lost Box on its own just because you've got um, too much energy reliance. You've got to have probably been like four to hit that 280, maybe yeah. five. And. There's just a bit too much. So Sardis and Mirage Gate is fantastic. That's four. Turn attach takes you to five. You're away. Yeah. But doing all of that every turn is a bit awkward. Yeah. Um, you've got um, on the ancient theme, Sandy Shocks. Now it does yep. have the problem that they've got to have taken two prizes. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's a fighting energy back to itself every turn, which is a seventy damage. And another Sardis target. Yeah. And, like, and that, and you kind of want another Sada target or yep. two. You just energy to those, bin all four, energy to those, bin all four. Yeah. And just keep doing that. It's it, it's definitely interesting. Um, I'm going to try all of them because I really want Raging Bolt to work. I think it's really cool. I think it looks cool. It's visually, um, I call it the giraffe with its head in the clouds because that's literally what it is. It's a lightning giraffe. Yeah. Um, and it's a literal cloud around its head uh, to, to illustrate how tall it is. Sure. Um, but so it's you've, you've done a nice proxy with the actual art of just yeah it's cool right yeah uh, it's, it's not the weird half art uh, it's oh, the nice full art no, I've just scribbled a giraffe and written raging bolt in <laughs> I just put a giraffe rig in instead <laughs> 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 and just go from there maybe that's what I changed them to um, so yeah it, it, it's going to be interesting to see where that comes where it sits obviously it's not done very well so far um, like oh. it's not in top sixteen which is crazy um, but I think maybe it's not solved yet. And I think that's probably one of the big things. You know, people are still trying to figure out where the exact acceleration engine is, how it sits on it, whether it's worth it, is it too many pieces, yada yada yada, all that sort yeah. of stuff. So 
I mean, the whole um, cycle for that, because obviously there's the, I've forgotten what they're called, there's the Raging Bolt uh, and the other two. Gouging Flame and the wake, Walking Wake. Walking, yeah. So Gouging Flame is interesting as well. That's really good. Yeah. Two, two, 230 HP basic. Yeah, and it hits for 260. Yeah. It does, doesn't require much. And it's a, is it fire energy? Yeah. And a fighting, I think. Something like that, yeah. Which I'm pretty, do we keep Magma Basin? Because that's, yeah, as I say, like, there's potential there. Because I guess the other option you've got for fighting acceleration is we keep uh, Gutty Pickaxe, right? Uh, so it's 260 for double fire colorless. Double fire colorless. And it can't use this attack next turn, I believe, is what that uh, says. I, no, I'm pretty sure. Is, it, is that the one that's a bit weird in that it can't use it till it leaves the active? Oh. Because I know there is one card they're printing which is a bit different in that it's um, a big attack, but it can't use it until it leaves the active no matter how many turns it is, unlike normal ways. Yeah, can... it is that. It can't yeah. use Exploding Fire again until it leaves the active. Yeah, which is really interesting as a sort of variation on that thing. So we've seen tons of, um, you know, just wait a turn. But wait a turn obviously can be uh, switch into a free retreat, retreat, go again. But that's got to leave the active. I mean, admittedly, that same solution works, yeah. but you can't just sit there for a turn and go, well, I've knocked out the only thing that you had that was any threat. You've not got any energy. I, I can wait a turn and then knock something else out again. Yeah. In particular, people are setting up um, like uh, stage ones or stage twos and you've knocked out there only one. I think Walking Wake's probably the weakest one. Maybe. I don't know. We'll have to see what the meta sort of formulates that. But it's got damage from this attacks as an ability. Damage from, uh, from attacks used by this Pokemon aren't affected by effects on your opponent's active Pokemon. Yeah. So no, it's a shred. There's no Mimikyu. There's no um, anything that prevents those effects. Yeah. Because abilities are effects. I uh, say it's it's a really weird one because it's an ability. So things that could turn off abilities could turn that off potentially. Not that I think it's relevant mm -hmm. for anything at the moment, but there's the potential for like a, a path type effect. Yep. To weird. turn that off. And then it suddenly yeah. doesn't have shred, and it's lost a lot of its value. value. And particularly when its attack is water colorless, colorless, and it says 120 damage plus. If your opponent's active Pokemon is affected by a special condition, it does 120 more. So just 240. It's like okay, it's not a, t a terrible amount of damage. I mean, if you brute bonnet in to be able to poison yeah, them, yeah, so you basically need to brute bonnet. Brute bonnet's probably the easiest way to do it. So I mean, like 250 after poison, it's not. It's not great. I say technically, there's a couple of other bits and pieces. Is that is it a? I want to say it's a Venusaur. That it might be when you evolve it, poisons and confuses and something else. It's a Parasect. Parasect, yeah. They're from Lost Origin that does that. That's pretty I funny. Know, so I think there's something. I think there's something else that does basically yeah. the same thing. And it, it, it's not good. <laughs> no, I, I think, say basically it's Brute Bonnet. I, I, th I think Walking Wake is bad. Um, I really do think it's bad. I don't think it's like at the moment in the current standing of the meta. Yeah. I just don't think it's got a place to sit. Compared to the other two, um, the, well, the other two are obvious, uh, easy to use, high high damage beaters. Yeah, um, which, which is is the other thing that's sort of weird, I guess, about them is unlike the because obviously they're based off the the three legendary dogs, Raikou, Suikun, and Ente, um, which in the current format of the TCG are the same, no. but with mildly different HP and different retreat costs, and I really liked that. Yeah. Because they were the three sort of sides of that triangle where you have to trade HP for retreat cost or trade this for that or whatever. That they functionally did the same. But now these versions of them are all horrifically different. Yeah, they're not, not even remotely the same. No. What's, aren't we losing... Sweet just, just just that one rotates, yep. yeah. Why not the other two? <laughs> Don't know. Why didn't they reprint it as an F just like last minute? 
don't know. Weird. Sneak it in there. Yeah. Just... So that's yeah. I, I think Raging Bolt's going to be pretty solid. Um, I'd like I, again. I, I don't think it's going to win. Maybe it does. I don't know. But um, we'll have to see where the meta sort of sits and lies down. Uh, and then the other deck that I'm interested in playing after a conversation we had the other day um, is Blastoise EX. Yes. I, I, I think it's cool. I think it might finally see some use because the, the numbers on it are quite obviously like there. Yep. When you look at it, you go, mm-hmm. that's that's a lot of damage yep. and a lot of HP. Yep. And we've not seen it at all. Because it doesn't accelerate to itself. That's the big problem, like right? Like Charizard accelerates to itself but i, I, I think that uh, sort of going back to the consistency thing um is is like the fascinating thing about charizard right charizard accelerating to itself is so powerful yeah that charizard having that term where it just hits like a maraida and it goes okay maraida's <laughs> like sweet yeah thanks like, for that that tickled yeah <laughs> i have 40 hp left that's tons yeah <laughs> It, it's you, yeah. You don't have a sable. I don't have to care. That's, maybe, they, maybe they start running like <laughs> just just chorus and gumbies for the start. Forty HP is basically full. <laughs> I mean, it is for a Maridon, right? Like, yeah, like, sure. What what are you getting hit by? And it, and it just two hits you back. Uh, but yeah, the Blastoise is interesting. So it's three thirty HP. It's got an ability that says uh, this Pokemon takes thirty less damage from attacks from your opponent's active Pokemon, which makes it functionally for most cases three ninety. Realist, because because it, it's sixty plus HP essentially, right? Because yeah. nothing's really gonna one shot it. Yeah, so it's three sixty for a one shot or three ninety, or like if you start getting into like oh, four twenty, four twenty, like that'd be dumb. Just cram, cram yeah, like cram, cram, cram in a not really a dream no, anymore. It's just cramming it, <laughs> not this. Um, yeah, so so three sixty HP effectively, and then for two water energy, um you can discard up to two water energy from your hand and it does 140 damage for each water you discard. Which so I've, I, it does 280. Yeah. Which and is I think, great. I think that's the big thing with it. It's discard from hand and at 140 per, it's really efficient. Yep. So while you might have a slightly harder time getting that energy into your hand and into play, yep. once it's there, it's not like Chen Power where you've got to be, you know, piles of energy every turn. Yep. Like two. Yep. Sometimes one will will do yeah. enough damage for a lot of things, and Pro- probably because of breakpoints at one forty, like probably the most relevant one prize would be something like that Scalibur at one sixty. There's a lot of things that you're going to unfortunately have to discard too. Yep, but two energy is very easy to recover. Yeah, energy retrieval recovers them both straight, yeah, straight away. To hand or superior like, is two turns worth, which is probably the rest of the game. Yeah, I've um I've been experimenting a lot with it trying to figure out where the best sort of engine is to get stuff working. I've tried with the Baxcalibur. I don't like it because um, it feels like it's sharing the candies too much. Okay, sure, Charizard and Pidgeot share the candies, but I think you need the candies there to set up the Blastoise. So you use the Palkia to accelerate to it from discard instead and you use EXP shares on the other ones. It is my first sort of thing on the other Squirtles so that when that Blastoise inevitably gets knocked out. The other ones are only ever a turn attached away from being able to hit. Also, the Palkia lets you set up a Greninja from nowhere if you need it. Yeah, which is always a like terrifying prospect. Just yeah. Particularly, I think, because people are going to be, at least early on with the meta, looking to set up uh, because of Buddy Poffin. Yep. Hey, I'm going to put four 70 HP things into play. <laughs> and and then... Yum. <laughs> yeah. You know, did you fetch a Manaphy? No, I forgot. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and the reason this sort of came around was Maximum Belt, the yeah. A spec. 
Now, Prime Catcher is probably going to be where it settles, sure, but the maximum belt allows you to one-hit a Zod. Just which, off the bat. Yeah. Which is terrifying. Yeah. For the and, Zard player. And in return, the Zard is then hitting you for 240 down to yeah. 210. Yeah. Which is. You're like, okay, sure, you're two hitting me. Yeah. I'm going to one shot another uh, one. Another one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now you one shot me. You don't even one shot you at that point because it's only 300. Take, yeah, so you take out the one that's already damaged, but you then don't take out the new one. Yep. And then it just one well it doesn't one shot you that point, unless yeah. you Rosini's backup to put it back in the deck. Backup's a really interesting card for post rotation. Yeah. Um it's weird because it's there's a, a, a good number of targets to fetch. Yep. Uh, and I think that the ability to fetch the A spec tools is good. And uh, special energies. And special energies. We're getting, you know, some slightly more applicable special energies, particularly with mist. You may not want to be running more than one or two because they're basically a really awkward to a remove tool or like, a gift yeah or like. a gift like um they're they're interesting the the special engines that we've got because they're not in that same um they're not for the most part sorting out energy like types for you they're yeah. just colorless plus a really nice effect yeah um, and we're not really i don't think we're going to see anybody start running temple again I mean, maybe we do. Temple of Sinnoh. Maybe yeah. if Lugia comes back, that's what kills it. Like, not kills it, but hinders it, right? Yeah, well, it shuts down a lot of the, the, the beneficial stuff there. It's just... Uh, no miss, no gift, no DTE. Provides one. <laughs> like, it. yeah, I think this is what I'm sort of looking forward to in that meta. As I said earlier, that Venn diagram of things changing well, and shifting and moving and... Things coming back in the, the form of... Yeah, and, and we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, Maximum Belt is the reason that Blastoise sort of came up on, I think, your radar first. Um, and then you mentioned it to me, and I went whole hog because I really like Blastoise. I think he's cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah. C- correct. <laughs> that is correct. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there is there is no other way to say it. Blastoise <laughs> is cool. You heard it here first. Um, so yeah, we'll see where that comes into play. I'm going to keep playing it just to see if I like it enough um, and, and go from there. And I might not like it, and that's fine. I might go. I might start putting Chen Pao's in so I can rip the energy out, so I can then discard it and then go. Well, why aren't I just playing Chen Pao? Chen Pao yeah. um, and, and I think that's going to be a problem for a lot of the like energy acceleration decks. Is yeah. Chen Pao is really good and only gets better. Yeah. So um, we'll, we'll we'll see we'll see what sort of happens with that. Um, have you got any decks that you're sort of interested in playing or looking at that have we haven't mentioned? So we've obviously mentioned like Ancient Box, Lost Box, and stuff. But sorry, Future Box. But is there anything that you've sort of looked at and gone? This might actually be good going into rotation i mean there is one but we'll come back to that in a minute oh no um there i think we've mentioned most of them i mean i guess there's one card that we have managed to skip over uh in flutter main yep and that is probably going to be the bane of lost box's existence (sighs) and may and is why i think lost box has been does it kill it for tournament like if it like I, I think it might well do, at least in the short term. I think we'll see the same sort of thing we did with um, Drapion and Mew, mm-hmm. where when Mew was one of the big free decks in format, you shoved one into everything. And I, I know at least one player who put two into his own Mew list for the mirror. <laughs> no, stop. And and that has some massive downsides, yeah. right? Drapion's an awkward like it doesn't do anything retreat high retreat cards it's pretty squishy two prize liability whereas Flutter Main's a one prize uh it's 
ancient, right? Yep. So it has the potential to shove that capsule on there if you're in an ancient deck. And its attack is surprisingly okay. Yeah, it's it's 90 damage and then 20 to something on the bench. bench. And it's not even 20 damage, it's put two damage counters on. Which is fantastic. Particularly, uh, I think the deck that will probably end up abusing it the most is um, Gardevoir. Yep. And the interesting thing there is that you then um, obviously you're shutting down all of their uh, abilities on it's just basics isn't it abilities on basics uh, it, oh, 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 I just clicked it and it went away um, no just as all... long as this Pokemon is the active spot your opponent's active Pokemon has no abilities oh, it's a yeah active has no abilities yeah that's it um, I say because for Lost Box obviously it shuts down the config because it's in the active it cram. can't use its ability cram still has to pay its energy cost uh, Radiant Greninja uh, doesn't have its draw if it's in the active but it can still attack Radiant Charizard uh, if it's in the active has to pay full cost. Uh, like it's so good. It's so good. My Rhydon can't tandem unit if it's in the active. Uh, Raikou can never draw. No, the, I, I guess, guess I guess Entei can't. Either. Entei can't either. Um, you can't. Um, you can't Tachyon bids, right? You can't. No, because it's when it moves to the active. active. Yeah. You can't Lugia V Star if it's in the active because which it's a lot ability. of the time they are. Yeah. Um, you can't. What else can't you do? Uh, wait. Snorlax loses block. Yeah. Which is just kind of funny. No block for Snorlax anymore. Until you retreat, at which point it does have block. But you've already retreated into what you want to hit with. Well, so. Or you just... Oh. I mean, is it far... It's not quite fast enough for Snorlax, but... Because Snorlax, you want to try and force them to penny every other turn, because they just can't keep up with that tempo. Well, to be fair, actually, you can hit 20-something else. It pennies. You hit... They either penny the thing on the bench, or penny the active... And then you're just going to put the 20 damage again back on that one. Yeah. And then that's that pressure sort of adding up. So maybe it does have play. Uh, interesting. Uh, yeah, the Flutter main I think, is going to come out quite strong. but um, I, And it's exciting. Yeah, I, I think we'll see the same thing we saw with um, Drapion before we go off on too much of a tangent again. Um, yeah, I where mean... <laughs> we're, 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 we're fine. <laughs> I keep looking this way because I'm looking at the time. Um. <laughs> Ben said he didn't want too much to edit, so I'm just making sure that we get really distracted. And we, do, we do need to start moving, though. Weeks to edit. Jesus, it's got to go out on Wednesday. Um, and I've it's got fine. A, I've got a tooth out tomorrow as well. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to be like under local anaesthetic trying to edit this whilst they're in my mouth. It's going to be great. We're gonna, it's going to be uploaded and the sound's all going to be gone. And oh, no. The picture's going to be upside down. <laughs> And inverted. And I'm gonna start. I'm gonna be on screen when you're talking, and you're gonna be on screen when I'm talking. Wrong cards will be up. It'll just be Lugia every time. <laughs> I just can't be bothered to edit it. <laughs> oh dear. Um. So yeah, we, we've got a lot to look forward to. I am very conscious of the time. I would absolutely love to bring you back on to talk about this more in the future, or even have you with Beth or or whatever, or we swap in and out, whatever, just to be able to have that conversation. I think everybody brings that sort of to to different view to the table. Uh, now, I would like to move on to our feature that everybody seems to love for some stupid reason. Have you got something prepared for Hear Me Out? So, I mean, kind of. Okay. Um, I, di I didn't get as much time. Uh, you know, we did speak before yep. about going to the the, the jank mines <laughs> and finding some absolute turbo garbage. <laughs> um, however... Um, unfortunately, uh, I, I only have sort of vaguely sensible things that I kind of wanted to say more. Do you know what? These these kind of are probably underplayed. Sure. So in Go our on. energy acceleration op uh, options, yep. we completely skipped over Zatu. 
and I <laughs> yeah yeah like I think it's spectacular and everybody is kind of just leaving it yeah um it's psychic energy only but it's psychic energy to uh any of your pokemon it doesn't have to be a psychic pokemon yeah which I think is a big thing so I think people are kind of ignoring that you do have that potential to just accelerate psychic for your colorless cost and then turn attach and there's even things that run like double colorless attacks so I'm not quite finished brewing it, but I might be playing something really cursed this week. Oh, no. Don Dozo Tatsugiri. Oh, no. Don Dozo attacks for double colorless. And if you can get four Tatsugiris in the bin, then that's 200 on a base. On a fish. On a, a one fi prize on fish. On a one prize fish. And your turn you just turn attach Psychic off a of Zatu and draw. Or you Zatu Zatu off your Psychics. That's grim. And also, the draw two is huge. Yeah. And you can. Clara or something silly like that to return a fish. You can only do that at the moment because I was rotating. Yeah. Um, but I, I think as a as an option, it's it's really solid. I think at the moment it's massively overshadowed by um, Curlia purely because Curlia uh, takes the obviously it's the mid stage Evo for Guardi, and there's uh, Shining Arcana Guardi, mm -hmm. which is rotating, um, and there's also uh, Buddy Catch Gallade. Yep. which I think we'll see more of post-rotation as yeah, well. Yeah, I agree. Because um, I think Guardi's probably going to move to sort of a smaller portion of the deck. It's going to be a toolbox, right? Like, it, well, it's going to be an addition. I think that losing Shining Arcana means you're not yeah. going to be able to do the, like, refine Shining Arcana turns and you've ripped through four and only discarded one. You're just going to curl your awkwardly and then you evolve one. <laughs> like, it's still a good amount of draw. And accelerates to something else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's, not, it's a still a really good amount of draw. It's just not quite the same. Um which kind of does lose a bit, which is unfortunate. Yeah. So, so, so Z Zatu was the first option, and I just say yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great card and definitely overshadowed. And, yeah, and I, and I think it will probably find something at some point. Um, it's a really good draw engine. Yeah. Shove stuff on the bench. Yeah. Um, on the subject of cards that are overshadowed, which I guess is probably what I'm going with more. <laughs> okay. Um, Reverum. It's a draw engine yes. again. Like it's. Yep. I guess the problem is you've got to discard an NG and then you've basically got a it's a Viveral. Plus one. Plus one, yeah. right? But it has the interesting side effect that you, if you've got six cards in hand, you've been an NG, so you've, got the, you've always got that one. Whereas if you're just sat on five, you just sort of look at your you hand can't and go, yeah. yeah. Like, I can't, I, I've got to play something. Like, it's easier to um, play around six as well. Um, like, it's just that, that extra card gives you a bit more range. Yep. Um, and there's a lot of decks that want energy in the bin to do various things. Yep. Like we were talking about, uh, say, the Vitality decks. Well, they love the ability to bin energy. Yep. And at the moment, pretty much everything kind of tries to do it desperately with, I somehow get energy into my hand and ultra ball it away, or I get energy. Greninja. Greninja. And Greninja awkwardly does like one and then goes... Or an Help. earthen vessel. Yeah. Or, yeah you it... earthen vessel, then you ultra ball. and you like It's just a... Uh, a more consistent option that gives you a solid draw engine. Yeah. Um, it, engine. It is a car engine. That is literally what Revivroom is. Yeah. It's a car engine Pokemon and it's a draw engine. Good job, Pokemon. Like, well played. Well played. <laughs> like, it <laughs> works. Perfect. <laughs> it literally works. This villain arc is complete. Um, yeah, but you're right. It, it is, you know, it is really good. Um, it, it draws, it discards, it gets you to six, which is a really, really good number. And they printed it with a play stamp, so clearly they think it's going to be good. Yeah, <laughs> like they would only print it if they think it's going to be usable. Yeah, and I, I think that's definitely um, something that has a lot of options 
particularly with the ancient stuff that we're getting yeah like uh, i think people have forgotten about it at their own peril um like it'll turn up at some point and everybody go oh wow this is new tech and you're like no you all just kind of ignored it yeah for- well i mean we did a paldean fates draft um my my Saturday. draft was interesting your draft was weird my draft was mid um i i could go through my deck real fast <laughs> but everybody who drafted the room did really well okay yeah. it's a sealed format sure it's going to do really well but it did highlight to me that i've been sleeping on this yeah like also it's really in, good in draft you don't need free research no because you run 40 card decks so do not run three research do it you go really fast it's great <laughs> You deck yourself out more like, more often than not. Yeah, you set a hard timer on the turns. <laughs> um, okay, so Zatu and River Room. I yeah, actually they agree with you on both yeah, of those say, cards. I, I, I knew they were both win. like they they're easily overshadowed. Yeah, uh, they're just too. They're kind of, I don't know if they're obvious, but they're just kind of sat there as like, play me. No, I'm playing the barrel. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, the the other thing that I think is another one for post rotation, and I don't know if it will quite pick up enough. Um, swim freely, just the whole <laughs> archetype. That's not one card, Sam. Yeah, well, it's it's an archetype. How many cards it? are we gonna have to put on the screen? Like five, uh, six. Well, I mean, so I guess you, you start with the Finneon, because that's kind right. Of, that's kind of the centre of everything. Right? Okay, talk us through the Finneon real quick. Um, basically anything that has the swim freely attack, you've got a. Backscalibur like <laughs> as a basic one prizer that you can fetch with Buddy Poffin. Yeah. Which means that even if they get rid of one, you can uh, Buddy Poffin another one. You can very easily Super Rod one back and then Buddy Poffin another it's one. So bad. And oh. then you've got an, a couple of really, really interesting and quite strong attackers. Only because you can accelerate them. To yeah. Them. Um, and they're all. I believe they're all stage ones. Yes. But they all have basics that you can accelerate with the buddy puffin. Yeah. Which means that if they're not going after your Finneon, you're just setting up two of your basics every turn, which gives you a great amount of deck fitting. Um you can run Irida because it's all, all water, water uh, and that fetches your evolutions and, and then your buddy puffin. And your buddy puffin. <laughs> so you've got that every turn, or you fetch um your uh, it's all one prizes and they're all pretty squishy. So yep. you've got letter of encouragement as an obvious pick. Yeah. Uh, or you p- fetch um Earthen Vessels, um, and you're just accelerating your energy, yep. and you're just dumping energy into play. There's a couple of options. Um, I played Wednesday this week, largely because I wanted to experiment with it, because I think it genuinely will have some legs post rotation. Well, um, it'll have fins. Well, Sorry. yeah, I guess guess won't have legs. <laughs> it, is, it is all fish, basically. <laughs> um, the the current uh, probably best option for the attacker is the Seal Dugong line, which shuffles the energy back into a deck, Um and is uh, 40 per energy that you shuffle back in. Mm-hmm. So it really quickly hits silly damage numbers. I was playing 10 energy just because it was funny to have the option to top end hit for 400. Um, but surprisingly quickly, like turn 5-ish, you can end up with a deck that just consists of 7 water energy, <laughs> 8 water energy. And then your draw engine, whatever you are running... You kind of just rip it all to hand, attach all of it, and then shuffle it all back into your deck and go, do you know what? Do I need to shuffle because my deck is just seven water yeah, energy? We know, we know it's seven water yeah. energy. Like, that's I'll shuffle it still, but next turn. Oh, look. And then, or, you, you, that, yeah. Yeah, and because it allows you to clear your hand really quickly, your any of your draw engines will become really efficient at that point because you're 
completely clearing or like keeping one or two cards like a boss or something and then you're yeah yeah disgusting uh there's a seeking mm-hmm. which hits really quite hard this is ashian yeah it's a basically. one prize it's, it's a shining arcana guardy yeah it's a shining arcana guardy as a one prizer water fish yep dumb shining fish literally dumb <laughs> with yeah. the finny on dumb <laughs> yeah and then same thing that doesn't shuffle the energy back so you've got to run um all the same stuff you'd run with uh Pal, basically a superior, so superior energy, energy retrieval, retrieval. Yeah. even to um super ride it back into the deck or something like that as yeah well. but that's but, fine and but then again you do have things like you uh fetch like your superior energy and um uh, letter in the same turn, seven energy. Then you've got all your energy out of the, out your deck, all, all in play, really quickly. You can fetch all of that. Yeah. And then you do the same sort of thing that Charizard does, where um, it's worth you know thinking about Charizard for a second because it doesn't have much of a draw engine in most of the Pidgeot versions. They're just kind of yeah. like tutor one and find exactly what they want. Yeah. And then like find that boss. Draw one. Yeah. And then like tutor again. Yeah. It's yeah. like okay, I've had I've seen like. And you've done that same sort of deck thinning, or it's a bit like the Palkia decks that we saw before. Yep. Um, kind of pretty much before um, Iron Hands made them a bit dead. Dead. <laughs> a bit very dead. <laughs> dead for free prizes. <laughs> dead. Um, yeah. Nice view, me- Mew V Max. You've got that. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to kill it. Don't mind me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I uh, missed those. I'm- and then there's another attacker, and I can't remember what it is, but it attacks Bench. The Cedra. Seed that's it, yeah. Yeah, so it's, and it it's, hits it's like what, one water? And it's twenty per water. Per water, yeah. I say I know it's twenty per water. Yeah. And it's that's interesting as well because it's pretty interesting if you're or pretty easy if you're running nine ish, eight ish to start looking at like goodbye Muex, goodbye Yeah. Uh Luminion, goodbye Squawkerville, like just out of nowhere, just like Well it's not the thing is it's not out of nowhere because it's a stage one pokemon yeah so you have to telegraph it a bit but But. (laughs) how many people will collapse into you to get rid of it in time like people know the gimmick of the deck when they will do but you don't necessarily have to run it you just run the big hard-hitting attackers that hit you in the face yeah um yeah and all of them really quickly start to put out damage numbers that is one shotting two prizes and uh it gains a lot from Poffin and it gains a lot from sort of some of the things that are rotating and I think it could be one of the better um, single prize archetypes that we're going to see do you know what you do have sorry as an alter as, as an extra as a stage two to that is the Kingdra yeah the oh wait it's rotating but uh, for now you have the Kingdra, Kingdra that does 40x per water yeah. and when the active Pokemon's knocked out you can move any amount of water to that Kingdra to the Kingdra yeah that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, I want to say, was in, was that in an old playstime set? I can't remember. Like um, They did the fancy art of it. The, oh, yeah, they did the fancy art of it, yeah. I'd say, it's, all round, it's a really interesting single prize archetype. Mm. And I certainly think it's probably underutilized at the minute and gains a lot. Um, I mean, the other thing we may see in that regard, because it's kind of disappeared, is um, uh, Wings of... United Wings. United Wings, yeah. I always want to call it Wings of Union because that's the Japanese name. Uh, yeah. The problem with United Wings... It's got a cap, right? Well, the problem with United Wings is A, it's got a cap, and B, it all dies to um, Iron Hands and then has a problem knocking it back out. Whereas yeah. Swim Freely just says, okay, you took a two-prizer, I take a two-prizer. 
Like it's not even that far yeah. to, for it. Like on, on the fire end, you can go all the way to 400 energy. Like it's legitimately one of the decks that may run enough damage to one shot a Blastoise and just go okay. Yeah, <laughs> which is interesting, right? Yeah, like, or one shot. Cool. Like it may even put enough energy into one shot a Belted um, Gudra. And nobody's going to expect, like, I'm rolling iron, and I've put, a, I've put the 100 HP extra on here, and it's like, okay, it's fish time. It's dead. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> Go fish. <laughs> um, so, that, <laughs> yes, I agree. It's kind of cool. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think there's a... Um, I don't think there's... Oh, Jesus Christ, we're nearly at two hours. Um, I, don't, I don't think any of those I disagree with. So it wasn't really a hear me out. It was more of a, here, listen... <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, but you did say that coming in. To be fair, yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't get enough time to go find some real <laughs> jank, jank. Well, mm. also, you know, I wanted some stuff that you know is going to get overshadowed, right? Like, I'm not yeah. going to talk about swimming freely that much. No, best not going to talk about it that much. It's, no, it's I, I don't think anybody's going to like win a tournament with it or get particularly big results. Like, you might see some like small things, like a cup. Yeah, like it might win a cup. But it's interesting. I'll try. I'll do my best. <laughs> uh, do you know what? I will schedule a cup and I will make it two men only. <laughs> I will concede. <laughs> I will. I'll get Kitty to run it so me and you can play in it. We'll scream will, the cup. <laughs> yeah. And I will still somehow lose. <laughs> Even with me conceding. <laughs> we, we've signed the paper wrong. Wait. <laughs> Judge? Oh, dear. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, I agree with all three of those things. <laughs> they're like They're really cool. Um, it's... it's um, it's nice to have a different viewpoint on the podcast. I'm not saying mine or Beth's are boring or, or consistent or whatever. Um, me and Beth have a very particular format in how we do things and stuff. And But it's nice to have another voice that can come in or, or has come in and um, kept me talking for two hours. <laughs> which have is fun of, editing. Yeah. <laughs> literally the longest <laughs> podcast we've got. Beth's going to kill me. Um, I literally said before she went away, I went, I'm going to try and keep it under an hour. Yeah. But I can't promise anything because it's Sam. And when me and Sam talk, we talk. Yeah, we have. We've been here till like half midnight before and going, oh, look, look at the time. Yeah. The event ended three hours ago. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Hang on a minute. I need to eat. Um, okay, cool. So in that respect, uh, we've talked about quite a bit. Um, we've we've dilly-dallied, we've tangent, we've come back to some really important points. We've talked about, you know, sort of a quick summary of the Champions League. We've talked about uh, what decks we are, lo- well, I'm looking forward to playing, what you're interested in potentially playing, um, or, or looking at what rotation is going to do and what it's going to be. Um, it's going to be quite interesting. And also we got to know Sam a little bit more, which was super nice. Um, so we got to sort of get a rough idea of where you came in, into the hobby, yeah. um, which is cool. Um before we sign off, we have one sort of thing, and I want a quick fire answer from you. Uh, if you are to get a ticket to EIC, what do you think you might play? Uh, probably one of the ancient toolbox decks. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably not the like Great Tusk heavy mill variant. Probably uh, the Roaring Moon one. M- Roaring Moon. Sure. Probably two. Uh, of the two prize roaring moons and then a couple of the the, the baby roaring moon the single prize roaring moon yep. and probably do include one of the great tusks just because it's a good it's very to, good yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah something some list along those lines and i think it's just um it looks like it's got a bunch of good tempo uh and it looks like it's sort of looks fairly smooth to play i need to do some testing with it yeah uh, we need to do some testing with 
everything else. Fair, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm going to try and make Blastoise work over this next week. It's probably not. Um, I've got so many decks I want to play. Uh, I actually do want to play the Lugia. Um, I know it's it's back in the meta and it's performed really, really well. And I, I, I kind of want to see it. I kind of want to play with it. Um, I certainly think we'll see a surge of it turning up just because everybody will be like, yes, I can play it again. I can, and then the I can get those cards out. back out the folder. <laughs> yeah, and then Maridon and Nine Hands come out and they go, nope. <laughs> yeah, it's just, can um, can they without the Flaffy, with the level of consistency they have been doing? Or are we going to see like Maridon doing its usual of generator? Whiff. Whiff. Generator. Whiff, yeah. Generator. <laughs> I, One. <laughs> I might play Future Box. The two price feature box with Iron Crowns and, and Iron Hands. I think that's quite a, a fun sort of deck. I think uh, it's worth testing. I just like have my reservation about if it's going to have too many times where it costs slightly too much energy and mm-hmm. it's slightly too awkward to get enough in the bin. Either you'll have like a, we had a fantastic turn and then the turn after looks a bit rubbish or you'll have like a, like just a tempo problem. But yeah. If, if it can solve that, it look, that looks really fun. It does. And then I've got Raging Bolt or some Rage. level of Guardy Toolbox yeah. that I'm interested in playing as well. So I, I really don't know what I'm playing for EYC and I need to decide because it's in a month. Um, probably Pokemon. I will definitely play Pokemon. <laughs> that's, that's that's about as far as I think. Um, before we finish, this was supposed to be my look ahead to Utrecht episode. However, due to things that have happened in life, good things I might add, um, I can no longer attend Utrecht. Um, so it's unfortunate. I had everything set up. I was ready to go. I was ready to start testing with Guardi like loads. Um, and then I did some adult things um, and bought a house. Um, and unfortunately, we complete on our house the day I was supposed to be flying to Utrecht. And I thought, best not leave my fiance to deal with the house on her own. <laughs> um, and also, you know, this thing's only going to happen once every now and then. Uh, Utrecht's back again next year. Yeah. Um, I might not get a ticket, but, you know, I'd, I'd rather just be at home and be able to, to sort of cope with everything. So there is that, which is exciting. Um, so unfortunately, there will be no Utrecht roundup from myself in terms of what I did. However, we are going to next week on the podcast look at Utrecht and the results and what sort of what could have happened. Um, <laughs> I was talking to somebody earlier and they said, you're not going to Utrecht? I'm like, no. And they're like, oh, they're going to have to rewrite the script as to who makes it into top eight now. And I'm like, oh, well. <laughs> so, yeah, well, it was kind of funny. But, yeah, we'll we'll do a rundown of, you know, the tournament results. And then I think we get back to talking about rotation. And we probably look at decks that we focus on and talk through that. So that's pretty exciting. Um, other than that, Sam, thank you so much for joining me this week. Oh, thank you for having me on. It's been fantastic. It's yeah. been an epic epic podcast if Good. anybody has made it this way through all this way through i'm gonna be impressed <laughs> i say good good luck going through all of it if and... i make it all this way through i'm gonna be impressed maybe i just leave the one camera view on and say imagine your own cards or something um, just link them in the description <laughs> i think that's more effort i've it got is. a template set up and a key also like, it like only works on youtube if you go links in the description you know on spotify, on spotify. <laughs> or apple podcasts or something yeah. yeah um but yeah no thank you so much for joining us um I would more than happily have you back, and when we've got our three cameras set up going, have you as a third uh, a third guest if you want every now and then. Be. You uh, you definitely bring some interesting conversation and thoughts to the table, which is super nice. Thank you very much, and yeah, I'd love to be back. Awesome. Uh, yeah. I'll see if we, oh, we can see if we can get me a green screen card, and I can just sit there holding up nonsense <laughs> next time. I'm yeah, we'll just gre- spray the back of this green, and you just sit there and you go, look at the card, look at the card. <laughs> that'd be horrific. Don't, because I'd have to keyframe that, and that'd be no nightmare. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna wear green instead. Oh, no. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh dear. Uh, yes, thanks everybody for listening at home. We've been Attached Pass. This is Sam. I've been Ben. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next Wednesday. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> now I can go and hit the stop button and cry because I've got to edit two hours. Nah, it's 158. That's not two. Two that's, hours. It's the same. Two.